It is the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. The telephone number, if you would like to call in and talk about whatever is on your mind, is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it is myself, the authentic Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass Buckshot Esquire, if you will, joining me. Steve Classic. And Nikki. Did you guys switch chairs? No. No, you're usually there. I'm usually the third chair. You're, and okay. I'm usually there, but today. But but only when but only when Richie is here. Okay. Yeah. All, right, all right. I took the summer off, so yeah. Well, and you had reason to. <laughs> yeah. Right? You know, you got a life movie. to live. Yeah, uh, movie, you know, movie. you got you know things going on. Yeah, it's a three year move yeah. to New Hampshire. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's that's better than some people who are just don't do it at all. Right. Supply yeah. chain disruptions, you know. Mm-hmm. When you guys finally secede, then I'm going to move. <laughs> yeah, you know? no thanks. We don't want you then. Sorry, no freeloaders. Yeah. Yeah. It's razor wire season. Bring yours. You either come <laughs> and you help us build this thing and help us make a place where man can be free or GTFO. Right. So I saw this post and essentially the gist of it is if, if I'm friends with you, I, I rank you based on like apocalypse preparedness. So there's A, B, C, D, and dead weight. So th- <laughs> that's what that reminds me of. You know, yeah. if you're not useful and, you know, if you want us to do all the hard work and then once we have peace and prosperity, then you'll come. Yeah. That, you know, I mean, th- rubs it- me the wrong way slightly. Look, don't get me wrong. Like, let's say. We make this thing happen. New Hampshire secedes, becomes its own entity. And then people want to move here. Great. Like, I'm not going to prevent you from moving here. Yeah. But Put up the borders. But <laughs> but it's going to be much more costly to you than it was before, right? Particularly from a freedom perspective, right? I mean, maybe, you know, you have a business and you're able to trade with us here and, and that gives you the financial well-being to actually make the move then, right? But it, it certainly... I'm just predicting that it would be more expensive for you to make the move, particularly in USD, right? Because I think New Hampshire will make a move away from the USD uh, post-secession. And so, you know, everything will just be gold back a a little more uh, for you. Yeah. Uh, So do you think just, uh, you know, just brainstorming, do you think that the New Hampshire currency when we secede will be gold backs? I think, or gold rather, I, just gold and weight. I think that there mm. won't be an official New Hampshire currency. Oh, that's a good point. Also, right? Uh, now, it's a decentralized approach. Will you know? there be like a like at first? Yeah, I think gold backs yeah. will win the day, and I think cryptocurrency. Or you know, the one right that is it. most commonly used. Do yeah. you think it would be gold backs or crypto? actually like I think like USD, if we, Bitcoin, probably still, Bitcoin Cash. If, if we seceded tomorrow, I think the USD would still be in use. Right. Because, I mean, yeah, a lot of people Like every still other have country it. in the world uses right. USD. Right. So I don't think that goes away immediately, yeah. but it certainly opens up the floodgates for development, consumer, de- uh, consumer slash retail development of cryptocurrency, POS integrations mm-hmm. that yeah. uh, currently aren't happening for, well, reasons. It's because everybody's afraid of, of the guns of government. Yeah. Right. Uh, all this development, by the way, has moved outside of the United States of America. Right. Because the United States are being pricks. Well, they make it impossible. Yeah. Uh, and, and they've got everybody in the industry completely like like they're saying crap like, 
well, we told you exactly what the regulations are, but no, they never have, and they've never outlined it, and they've been asked a bazillion times, and all that kind of thing. It's it's almost like they are intentionally sabotaging the country's economy, and like it's almost like the government is trying to make the United States a bad place to live. It makes... It really doesn't make any sense. I'm sure there's some sort of big plan that they have, but... I wouldn't even say almost. (laughs) Well, you know, like you were saying about New Hampshire's secession, can I I quote Mark Twain? I don't know, can you? From Hartford, Connecticut. As long as you don't use any of the uh, FCC unapproved uh, words, Uh, yes. No, this is safe. This is safe for listeners. Because you know how Twain is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So it says, in the beginning of a change, the patriot is a scarce man and brave and hated and scorned. But when his cause succeeds, when his cause succeeds, I should say, succeeds. Uh, the timid join him and then it costs nothing to be a patriot. Right. Yeah. Right. And that is so, great. Join point. us now before it costs nothing. <laughs> uh, the telephone number is 603-283-6160. Stardate 0716-2023. Captain's log. I think I said that in the wrong order, but whatever. <laughs> Fine. I, I got it all out Did there. you say it the European way? Uh, I, you know how they flip the, no. we do the numbers Log before the, the month? No, oh. no, no, I did not. And okay. nor am I going to start doing so. Because, well, it just seems like more 12th work. 12th November, 1964. Yeah, spice it up every once in a while. Uh, who knows? Maybe I will one day. Or maybe I'll actually do, like I'll figure out uh, where the website is to translate the actual date into the star date. Ooh. And then, you know, use that, because that would probably be more appropriate since I'm riffing on cool. Star Trek anyway. Yeah. You might as well make it accurate. Yeah, yeah I don't know. For the Trekkie fans out there. One of you smells yeah. perfumey. Probably me. Okay. It's not It's not unpleasant. It's not overbearing. I didn't wear my Fine, feather I'll, I'll leave. I was just like, I was just like, Steve, you're wearing something awfully nice mm, today. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not me. Are you French? <laughs> uh, no, that's a whole different smell. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What are we doing? Are we doing a show? Is that what we're doing? I don't know. Are we? Are we on the radio? Yeah. Hey man, look call at me in. Save rocking us. Rocking out. I'm on the radio with uh, Captain and Steve. <laughs> oh, Nikki and Nikki. <laughs> oh, she's singing the jingles. So. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um. So you you all know that library LBRY uh, is based in New Hampshire. Of course. Uh, it was a, a video protocol video sharing protocol mm-hmm. uh, odyssey they're the the backbone behind odyssey. odyssey odyssey still exists but library has been persecuted if you will yeah. uh, by the government uh, so along, with, sad. along with a host of other cryptocurrency either companies or individuals or enthusiasts or hosts who, who are trying to or hosts who are trying to forward uh, cryptocurrency uh, in the world because it's a superior technology absolutely it would be like Imagine if when television came out, if the government was like, no, 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 we can't have you having these moving pictures in your house because, well, we we didn't authorize it. We don't like it. We will be the ones who provide your right. communications for you, and television is not it. Right. Radio is the way to go. Well, radio is the way to go. Well, Sometimes, but it's still nice to have, you know, television. It's nice to have the options. You know, we shouldn't just be limited. Oh, you can only do this one thing. It's always good to have various options. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so Library, the company, LBRY, is being persecuted. Yep. Uh, they've gone to court and uh, they have said that, uh, no, no, no. Well, first of all, they ran Library out of money. 
right? So land of the free if you can afford it, first and foremost. Uh, secondly. So how can you run that by me? So how did they run them out of money? Just well, with legal it, fees? Yeah, court, court case. It, court, yeah. it costs okay, okay. Turn, Like if the government comes after you and you have to go to court, it costs you money. Yeah, of course, for defense right? and whatnot. Yeah. This is the, the unwritten uh, punishment that government mm-hmm. doles out. Even if you're completely innocent uh, and can prove it and can get a jury or a judge to go along with the decision. They'll bankrupt you. Uh, the, if they bankrupt you first, none of it matters. Yeah, right. They ruin your reputation, money, and yeah. by the time oh, we're we're sorry. Yeah, if if they make <laughs> you wrong. pay these, you know, because the, you have to pay lawyers' fees, you have to pay court costs, you have to, you know, there's all these financial things involved. So even if you're completely innocent, uh, if they bankrupt you first, then the proceedings don't even matter. Yeah, so and then is, the damage is done, yeah. and it's irreversible. Right. They'll make and, you pay for parking on the street to go to court. Yeah, and and so part of that <laughs> occurred, but the other part is that uh, the uh, library, LBRY, the organization, was fined uh, over $100,000. Uh, this is this is the most horribly written article about this case. It's full of lies, and it's full of, mm. uh, uh, I, I want to call it slander. Where I, is this from? The Guardian. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm surprised they're even reporting on library, to be honest. Well, it's because uh, The Guardian is one of the, we'll call them uh, a larger media company that, uh, you know, is sort of doing what I'll call uh, mud dragging, right? Uh, They want to write hit pieces Mm -hmm. against things that the the state does not like. Sensationalism. Uh, Yeah, that that leftists, if you will... uh, would would want to read or spin it in a way that leftists go, oh my gosh, these guys are horrible See, people. I, yeah. I told you cryptocurrency yeah. was bad. Yeah, so just Holy drug dealers use that. This headline alone: <laughs> extremist friendly tech company closes. <laughs> extremist friendly after fine for securities fraud. So there's a couple of things here. Let's start with extremist friendly. <laughs> right. Thought that was us. So. Uh, <laughs> Because library was uh, uncensored, mm-hmm. right? That's oh. that's where they're getting this from, right? right. They're like, oh, they're friendly to extremists because they don't censor. Oh, you mean they're like an actual free publication? Oh, wow, weird. Right. Who knew? Who knew that that made you extremist friendly? Uh, extremist friendly tech company. They they were a tech comp- tech company. Closes. They have that's shut true. their doors. Okay. After fine for securities fraud. That is false. That is a lie. But they did get fined. They did get fined, but they got fined for not buying a license. It's a licensing violation. Of course. It'd be like you going fishing without a fishing license. That's not fraud. That is a licensure issue. That is not fraud. So they're straight up lying. Fish. They're straight up lying. The Guardian. No, killing if you're listening, fish without permission. <laughs> killing yeah. fish without permission. Guardian, if you're listening, your headline is a complete lie. There's more lies. They probably already know that. It's a joke. I'm sure that they do. Uh, experts say this is the subheadline. Experts. Experts, right? Who are the, the experts? Uh, right. They don't say. Experts say libraries' failure casts shadow Ooh. on further other alt tech sites as Twitter <laughs> becomes more receptive to the far right. What is so, even happening? So, a couple of things here. Uh, who are these experts? As you both right. have experts? Question mark. Expertly pointed right. out. Yeah. <laughs> Authorities. Who are the authorities? Uh, who are these people who say that libraries fail? Library didn't fail, by the way. Library was working just fine until the government decided to come and harass them, mm-hmm. run them out of money, and persecute them for 
basically wielding new technology that has never existed before. Uh, Casts a shadow on the future of other alt-tech sites. Like, what is an alt-tech? Like, they're they're just making crap up now. Yeah. Right? Alt-tech might be the post office. Well, just not mainstream. (laughs) Alternative to the approved. instead of YouTube. Alternative to the the, what? State approved? Like, I. But, and that doesn't even exist. So, what was the license that they didn't get? We'll we'll get to that. Okay. All right. Uh, Trying to jump ahead. As Twitter becomes more receptive to the far right. Oh. Do they have their license? Once again, pigeonholing libertarians as far-right yeah. extremists. Yeah. Cookies, cookies. I don't. Which yeah. they're not. Like, there are some people who maybe lean right or are on the right, uh, the far-right, if you will, that that may have things in common with libertarians, but they mm. and themselves are not libertarians. But sometimes when you go so far-right, you actually start turning into the left. It's like going around the globe. Yeah. yeah. Right, Superman exactly. flying around right. trying to change right. time I'm, and save I'm also time. just so, not to get off topic, but I am so bored with the duopoly. You're a leftist. You know, you're a right winger, far right, far left, extremists. Well, it's no. like there's so much more to, there's so many other better ways, more accurate ways to describe people yeah. than far left or far right, you know? Well, what it is is it's pigeonholing. Right. Yeah, exactly. And people can't fight if it's there's divisive. many choices. You have to get one or the other. Yeah. Right? It's just divisive language, yeah. really. It is. It's the old, uh, oh, you don't have to get the pitchfork people and the torch people to yep. to agree. <laughs> you just have to get them to fight each other and right. leave you alone while exactly. you rule over them. Right, right, right. I always say the perfect example is like uh, like a f- two football teams. You, know, you got opposing fans hating each other. Right. Yeah, but both of game. those teams work for the NFL. Right. Yeah. It's the same it's one company. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. <laughs> and like what it does is it, it gives people a knee jerk reaction. So when when common folk hear certain key words, they will then pigeonhole you or somebody else who says these key words into either oh, you're a leftist or oh, you're a far rightist or whatever, right? <laughs> you know, uh Whatever bad, you know, group of people you're supposed to be associated with because you used a certain phrase or a certain word. Right. Get them all fighting with each other. Library, the company whose video sharing technology and bespoke cryptocurrency once powered the extremist friendly video platform Odyssey, (laughs) announced on Twitter this week that it would close its doors after a federal judge in New Hampshire fined the firm for more than $111,000 for securities fraud. Again, that is not... What they find them for, they find them for a licensure issue, not securities fraud. Uh, The announcement saw the value of its library credits, cryptocurrency, uh, the LBC token, which was at the center of the Security Exchange Commission's two-year prosecution of the company, sink to around one three-thousandth of a cent by Thursday night. That's pretty much true. I wonder how much the, the government spent... In taxpayer oh. money to go after these. Probably. Well I, more than $111,000. Yeah. Two years? Two years with Two top years lawyers working on that? With all like, the- I mean, we saw just just for the Crypto 6 against Ian Freeman alone, they had a team of three attorneys and then a whole bunch of investigators behind them. And, and then some the other, Bearcat and the SWAT team. All the different yeah. alphabet agencies that were here. That's millions of dollars. Millions of dollars they spent. Right. So To harass peaceful people. Yeah. They're so doing nothing wrong. You know that they they spent the same amount or thereabouts. Of course, yeah. Millions on to prosecuting, try to shut them down. You know, two years prosecuting right. the library. Yeah. 
They will do anything to ruin someone's life. And and continue to do so. Uh, experts say that Twitter's more receptive attitude to extremists. <laughs> every, every sentence you read here is like, what? Extremists. Uh, and in parentheses, <laughs> just this week, far-right influencers bragged about the platform giving them five-figure payments. Really? I don't know if you heard that Twitter is trying to introduce monetization. And so if you have... You know, Crypto tipping? If you is have... That... No, no, no. If you have X amount of like followers or oh. more, then like you got a payment. Oh. Oh, yeah. that's weird. Yeah. Uh, or X amount of followers, so X amount of a... tweets. Something. There was some So you're threshold. getting a piece of the action on retweets uh, or I'm advertising? Not. Well, not you, but I'm someone not. who has 200 like, million followers? I don't know. I, I'm, we, we all are on a nationally syndicated <laughs> talk radio show, and I don't think any of us qualified for any of that. Yeah, crap. I didn't get any tweets today. Right, so yeah. Yeah, take, take it with a grain of salt. Okay. Anyway, uh, it says, uh, and library's failure to legally defend its cryptocurrency-fueled free speech business model all cast a shadow on the future of other so-called alt-tech sites, which they don't define. These sites have tried to build businesses by offering platforms and income streams to those banned from big tech sites and mainstream payment processors. Um, I mean, maybe the first part of that... Like these, if they're talking about like these all these smaller social media companies, you know, Mastodon and yeah. uh, what's the one I'm forgetting that I'm no longer on Discord. Uh, there's a Rumble, few Float. Rumble, Flo- well, Float's gone now. Oh, Rumble, um, Rumble. A, yeah, that's oh, a, that's a, that one. That's a video sharing. Or it's yeah, a video but it's still thing. it's still, still a it's not still, yeah. mainstream yeah. site, right? Yeah. Like like parlor. I don't know. Parlor is another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. That's so there, another far right extremist truth network. I don't know. No, that sounds extreme. <laughs> that's very extreme truth. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Launched in 2015, Library used blockchain technology as the basis for LBC. And the library protocol, which allows peer-to-peer distribution of content without centralized oversight or moderation. In a 2019 blog post, the library founder Jeremy Kaufman touted the protocol as the most censorship-resistant system to ever exist for the purposes of publishing digital content. Sounds great. And in publicity materials, the company has claimed that library does to publishing what Bitcoin does to money. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Sure does. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video publishing platform with a similar look and feel to YouTube, where users could easily publish and watch videos using the Library Protocol, and a mechanism for buying LBC, which users could use to support their favorite creators. Odyssey did publish community standards and repeatedly insisted they could and would exclude material published, though Library did not meet them. Published through Library, that did not. Mm, Let me read that again. Odyssey did publish community standards and repeatedly insisted that they could and would exclude material published through library that did not meet them. I see, did not meet the criteria. This is a very poor writer, yeah. first of all. Well, they sound like an idiot, first of all. Uh, well, Probably AI. Okay, but like... <laughs> yeah, this was written by AI. All the details are wrong. They're completely yeah. biased. Their, their language skills are lacking, and that's just from a reader's perspective. Well, they're a British newspaper, aren't they? This is another thing that I don't like about uh, these types of articles is they're going to invoke association, right? So library had nothing to do with the following, but they're going to write it in their article so that you associate library with the following. In the wake of COVID-19, library had nothing to do with COVID-19. 
the November 2020 election, library had nothing to do with the November 2020 <laughs> election, and the January 6th attacks on the U.S. Capitol. There was no there was, attack. There was no attack. And, <laughs> the guided tour? And, <laughs> and library had nothing to do with it. Uh, library's management promoted the site in public and in private as a refuge for creators banned from mainstream sites over the promotion of conspiracy theories about coronavirus or stolen elections. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, stupid. you can't hold the platform responsible for the content. It's just, it's just such a red flag that people that clearly what they're disagreeing with is that Odyssey was not censoring people. Right. They want people to be censored. If you know, if you don't believe in the approved narrative, right. if you're allowing people to speak their mind, they don't like that. Yeah. But they couldn't get them on that. They had to get them on you know? some technicality. Isn't like exactly. uh, well, like Al Capone? They got him on tax evasion yeah, or, or exactly. tax fraud instead of killing people. Same kind of thing. Yeah. They couldn't get him on free speech, so they had to get him on licensing. Yeah, like, oh, oh, well, you, wait, you mean you're paying your viewers and your, your creators with this, this Did you token send them out that, 1099 forms? Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Right. They're, they're manufacturing some other How do we thing. shut them down without... Yeah. So, yeah. and what was the license supposed to be for? We're getting there. Okay, sorry. <laughs> We're both anxious We're, to... Yeah, come on, come let on, us Captain, know. Come, come on, on Captain, us. come on, Captain, come on, Captain. Uh... <laughs> Hang on, I lost my place. Uh, at the time, uh, the Odyssey was one of a number of alt-tech sites. Others included BitChute and Rumble, whose looser moderation standards had a strong appeal for extremists. Extremists. But developments at Twitter under Musk, new social media offerings from Meta, Blue Sky, and the growth of non-proprietary decentralized social media protocols such as Mastodon raise questions about alt-tech survival. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't at <laughs> oh all. Oh, my God. It's a hit piece. This guy. This is, this is a hit piece. This is yes, like this beyond a hit, hit piece. piece. Uh, and and there's more hits coming. <laughs> the hits just keep on. We'll coming. we'll talk more about what a piece of garbage the Guardian is, yep. and this particular writer uh, specifically coming up. Six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you'd like to join us, free talk live. Eleutheromania, the insatiable desire for freedom. It's the new three-song heavy metal EP from Captain Kickass. Available now on your favorite music app or get it directly from CaptainKickass.com. You guys got a little are, carried away there. You guys are the best. Uh, we had some <clears throat> guests here in the studio that we were trying to chat with a little bit. So, uh, you know, but we are back. <laughs> it is Free Talk Live. It is the Sunday night edition. In the studio, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. Let's go to some of your calls and thoughts. 
We have a unscreened caller. What is your name, please? I am Tom, and I am oh. from Hudson, New Hampshire. Hey, Tom. Welcome to the Sunday night edition of Free Talk Live. What is on your mind? Uh, civil asset forfeiture. You know where they just take people's money and cars and everything uh, on the flimsiest of excuses, and even when it doesn't hold up in court, nothing ever happens to the cops for stealing it, usually. Yeah. Uh, it's one of many nasty things the government is doing. Uh, it took a bloody war to uh, free the slaves in some states. It wasn't started over slavery, but just two, these states were just overrun by crazy, deranged, depraved, degenerate, selfish, greedy potholes who did not give a fire truck about <laughs> somebody else's rights. <laughs> nice, and, Tom. And... Uh, you know, that's why it was impossible to get anywhere like voting it. Well, and uh, the same thing is going on nowadays. We mean, just most voters uh, just don't care and uh, they, they're not going to care anytime soon. So uh, the idea that people got to get somewhere with ballots is uh, pretty absurd. But on Friday in Fargo, North Dakota, there was a traffic accident and the mm -hmm. cops went there and a guy walked up there and he shot three cops and he killed one of them and uh, critically injured two of them. And uh, the cops can't figure out what on the world in the world brought this on. You know, I mean, what's it going to take to open the borders, to legalize drugs, to abolish public school and school taxes, uh, to eliminate zoning restrictions and to put an end to civil asset forfeiture? I mean, it's just it's uh, they just can't imagine that, you know, in a, you know, the police forces of a hostile domestic government are the enemy, just like the armed forces of a hostile foreign government. Yeah, it's uh, I like to make the Star Wars analogy, uh, police and the military, of the United States of America. Uh, can't fathom that they are the stormtroopers. They are the the empire. They are Darth Vader's lackeys. Hey, back the blue, point? huh? What, what's the point of having an army to stop China from coming into the United States and violating people's rights if you're going to have the cops running around loose in the United States uh, intimidating people into uh, complying with a multitude of blatantly unjust laws? Yeah. And, I, you know, I've said this repeatedly and I'll say it again because we're talking about police. But if the police really wanted to change their reputation because they know they have a horrible reputation with, well, everybody except the police, uh, if they really wanted to change it, they have the power to do so. All they need to do is get together with their little group, their, their, their gang of thin blue line people and go, hey, guys, our reputation sucks. We need to change it because, uh, you know, we're, we're doing the wrong thing. Let's just stop enforcing anything that doesn't have a victim. Let's stop enforcing victimless crimes. And their reputation would change overnight. I don't think they care about the reputation. And I don't think they have the what, mental capacity to, off, to even <laughs> think about, oh, well, you know, there's no actual victim. So why is this a crime? They, they can't even process ethics or reason. Yep. So they will just continue to blindly serve the state because they are stormtroopers. This is the Clone Wars. Yep. And that's so, you know, the reality. Let, let me ask you to, to check this out. Uh, if you're driving too fast, you're putting other people in danger, you're doing something wrong, you, you're taking a random chance, you're going to wind up hurting somebody. Uh, and so you got to pay the price. Okay, and let's say you, the price is just driving so fast that the price is $150. Okay, and you're going to be paying the price in $50 notes. Does it make any difference which serial numbers 
you're paying the price with or which Federal Reserve Bank issued which $50 notes? Of course not, because a $50 note is a $50 note. It doesn't matter which one you're paying it with. Well, when the government has to pay the price for its malicious wrongdoings, the injustices that it hires the cops to carry out, it doesn't make any difference which badge numbers mm-hmm. the government pays the price with or which enemy agency issued which badges. I mean, a cop is a cop is a cop. Well, and then let's talk about the the other side of that, which is uh, when government agencies or agents of these government agencies do wrong, these people never pay the price. The price is always the burden of the people that they're taking the money from, the taxpayers, the tax victims, if you will. So a cop, uh, you know, beats a man to death and, uh, you know, they go to court and the, the family of the man who died, they win. They win 10 million bucks in the court case. And Does the government that, pays the money. The government pay the the taxpayers yeah, more accurately so of of the town in which the officer was employed pays that price. Not not the officers, not the police department, not anything. They they, they paid zero penalty for being wrong ever. Imagine, you know, like after the Berlin Wall fell, there was one guard there that murdered a guy who was trying to skip uh, from east to west. Uh, who wasn't supposed to leave uh, East Germany. And uh, that guard later went up, went to prison on human rights violations after the Berlin Wall fell and West Germany took over East Germany and everything and East Berlin. Now uh, that guy couldn't hide in the East under Russian-controlled territory anymore, and he went to jail for it. Imagine what's going to happen after the inevitable ultimate triumph of Operation USA Freedom when every cop that has ever participated in drug asset forfeiture has to get the maximum that a human could get for robbing an armored car. Yeah, that's there's just so many things wrong. If if you start to examine these things like one by one, right? Like time you're talking about a very specific thing here and we talk about very specific things, but when you begin to add them all up, all these little specific things, like most people will excuse these little specific things as, oh, well, that just happened this one time in this one place, or it doesn't happen here, it happened over there, or whatever, to make excuses for it. But when you start stacking all of these little things up over the course of time, you begin to realize that the organization type known as government is evil. It is based on evil. It is based on coercion and violence. That's the only tool it has. It's the only way it does anything. And so, therefore, the entire system is corrupt from top to bottom. Well, it's, they say that it's a government of the people, by the people, for no, the isn't. people. But the vast majority of those people are crazy, deranged, depraved, degenerate, selfish, greedy potholes who don't give a, a flying duck about somebody else's rights. <laughs> Shut the front door. <laughs> Tom, thanks for the call. I appreciate you, man. Every time he does that, my stomach like drops. I'm like, oh, the fire no, truck. No, please. Fire <laughs> that's, truck. Okay. That, that's one of my. That's one of my like. Uh, I'll tell people like, hey, do you want to hear a, a clean joke? And they're like, sure. I'm like, what word starts with F and ends in U C K? Fire truck. <laughs> fire truck. Yeah, yeah. And then I go, you want to hear a clean joke? Yeah. Uh, three chicks and three dudes all took a bath together. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Uh, that's a clean joke. Yeah, that's clean. Yeah. Uh, so, What's so, the punchline, though? <laughs> uh, uh, well, you, obviously yeah. missed, you obviously missed the point of that one. Yeah, right. Classic. <laughs>
Uh, let's go to, I don't even know who this guy is. Oh, I think I know who this is. Uh, Free Talk Live. What's your name, please? That'd be Ricky from the Commonwealth there, brother, Captain. Hey, Ricky. You're on with uh, Steve Classic and Nikki Sunshine. No doubt. Brother Steve, (laughs) sister Nikki, good evening. Good evening. How are you? Thank you for recognizing the host. What's happening in the Keystone State? Nah, well, it's not. It's, that's not a state here, Captain. Commonwealth, it's the Commonwealth, right? Well, that's oh, classic. That's Confederate. That's the Confederate. Yeah, that's classic well, talking to you. Hey, if I get in that seat, I'll blow the damn thing away. I promise you. I'll do the same thing Jefferson did, and when he was U.S. congressman, at all costs. What no the Fetterman is going on there? <laughs> well, twenty twenty-five, all hell will break loose. That being said, but I have another topic. No. And I got two things. Okay. One, one's actually the second one, which is uh, the only solution when it comes to beer talk live. But the first one I wanted to mention briefly, Captain, you said last week you commented about the original Lit Sync show, Solid Gold. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I got to disagree with you there, Captain. You Was there one before? Something. Yeah. Something called American Bandstand. Uh, AB. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Absolutely. Yeah, you, got, you had Buddy Holly. You had Eddie Cochran. You had Jerry Lee Lewis. Yep. Didn't and that start in Philadelphia? That all that was lit. Imagine if it would have been live. What a treasure it would have been. I know mm-hmm. Dick Clark commented on the screw up because they were pushing the single. Right. They wanted people to buy the record. Yeah, no, I actually remember watching American Bandstand. Uh, it was the tail end of its, its, you know, when I was a kid, but I remember watching it. It would be on, you know, late night or whatever, and you would catch it. And uh, you're like, something's wrong here, right? You would see, like, uh, you know, one guy with a microphone singing, and, like, you could tell that the, the synchronization was right, off. The guy they were playing lip-syncing. the drums. Like, that doesn't N- really No, they match, didn't even have it? a drummer, but oh. yet you would hear drums. Oh, okay. So they had, like, a singer and a guitar player, but yet the sound of a full band. And I'm yeah, like, right. hey, where are, How are, they doing? are they hiding the drummer and the bass player somewhere? Are they? He might just be really yeah. ugly. Possibly, I guess. Rock and roll isn't known for its beautiful people, but yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right, Ricky. Well, probably, uh, before I go into my second point, probably the thing that that probably that's in history is, of course, Dion from Dion and the Belmonts on American Bandstand. And uh, unfortunately, Dion had an addiction to heroin. And at that time, I've seen the video myself back in the day stoned out of his mind. I mean, he was so flying on 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 heroin. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was glazed over. He was out of it. Are you sure it was heroin? And everybody knew it, too, but just nobody said anything. You're sure it was heroin, though, or did he admit it later? Oh, yes. Okay. Oh, yes. Dion would, the, I know a friend of mine personally by the name of John Krantz. He's dead now, so I mentioned his name. Anyways, he used to be an artist, famous in New York. Anyways, he was also a, a, a group harmony singer, doo-wop. Yeah. And he went on, he, he used to tour back in the day. This is after he was, he was actually in Vietnam, but it was after that. And what it was is he knew people like that. He, he actually was with Steve Waits. He actually shared a, a room with Steve Waits and Dion. And Steve Waits, I'll never forget, he had a, he told me how he had a, a tub filled with champagne and shrimp. Now, he comes in. Of course, Steve Waits was known famous for heroin also. He, you know, everybody knew it. 
He didn't hide it either. Mm-hmm. Well, he came in the one there, and there's Dion and Steve Waits, and they're shooting up the light for you one. Somebody's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that aside, that aside, on to my other topic. True story, true story. See, I heard about Beard Talk Live, and I want to make a couple comments. Now, about wait, 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 wait. Why don't you call into Beard Talk Live and make your comments about Beard Talk Live? Thanks, Ricky. Oh, yeah. just going to end that there. Wow. I don't think it needs to go any further. Beard Talk Live is, is a separate show. It's on Saturday nights after Free Talk Live yep. by about a half hour. It's we a need, hard fork. Maybe he doesn't stay up that late. <laughs> we need, We need. well, I mean, well, okay, then don't call. Uh, <laughs> then it shouldn't concern him, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. Um, but uh, Beard Talk Live is the uncensored uh, after show. We do it specifically because this show while promoting freedom is not free i am not free to say certain words because the fcc says so and if i do say certain words uh a i'm going to get fired from doing this show b uh some affiliates are probably either going to uh, have their license endangered or lose listeners or lose other programming as a result of me exercising my freedom of speech all because of the tyranny of an organization known as the Federal Communications Commission. So I refrain on Free Talk Live mm-hmm. from speaking freely using those words. However, on Beard Talk Live, it's completely uncensored. I could say whatever the heck I want. And so I do. You could say so, fire truck, shut the front door, all that stuff. All, all that stuff. All the fun, all, that stuff. all the colorful <laughs> metaphors, yes. So who decided that the feds were allowed to have a monopoly on radio waves? Well, you that see, doesn't really seem very fair. You see, they, they claim to own the air. Yeah, like that doesn't really like between the add F, up to me. The FCC and the FAA and NASA. Yeah. They, they even own space. NASA actually does claim to own outer space. Uh, somebody sent somebody sent a, a space amateur, force will come there to back it up. Somebody yeah. sent an amateur rocket just yeah, through yes. the stratosphere, and they took a photo of Earth. And you know, you could see was it flat? You could see the curvature. Oh, it was curved. of the planet yeah. and and some stars. Yeah. You know, it's kind of a yeah. like a horizon yeah. pick, if yeah. you will. The, the the rocket went up and it took some photos. Mm-hmm. And then when the rocket came back down, or the module that you know whatever it came back Camera. down, they published these photos and they got sued yeah. by NASA because NASA claims to own space. Yeah, they have copyright, a trademark on photos copyright of the Earth. violation. Wow. Yeah. is it like a trespassing thing? Like you can't go up into space without no, our copyright? Permission? I guess right. Copyright. They have uh, they they filed a copyright suit against yeah. these amateur rockets. They didn't have a license, probably. It's a license. I'm sure there was a lot of things they didn't have. <laughs> we'll get $111,000 It just, it's it's terrible because that is so cool. Imagine, like, you're, you're a parent, you're homeschooling your kids. They're like, oh, yeah, let's make a bottle rocket. Yeah. And it goes all the way up into space. That is so cool. Right. Yeah. And we're not allowed to do it. Do you ever yeah. take a drone beyond 400 feet? I haven't. But you better not without no, your license, no, no, without no. your pilot license. But it license. is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> Trespassing. Uh, all right, let's do this. It's uh, Sylvester calling from California. Sylvester, you're on Free Talk Live. I mean Skeeter, yeah, hey sorry. Guys. Skeeter, sorry, hey I, I said your name wrong. Oh, that's okay. Forgive you. Thanks, Hey, man. where's Rich? Uh, where's he's, Rich? He's not here today. Oh, man, I was calling in to scold him. Playing the part of Richie Rich today will be Nikki Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Playing the part of Nikki Sunshine Nikki today Sunshine. will be Steve Classic. 
Playing, playing the part of the Reverend Captain Kickass today will be the Reverend Captain Kickass. I'm glad we could clear that you up. Think you, can, you, think you, you think you guys can fill his shoes? No. I'm going to bash no, you. No. no, my feet are <laughs> no. way smaller than his. No, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Richie Rich is a uh, is a person on a plane of his own. He's an individual. I don't even in, have a beard. I in mean, every way, on. shape, or form. So He's getting his Bitcoin wardrobe cleaned. Today. Yeah, he, once a month he gets yeah once a the month entire wardrobe. He has cleaned. to get his his black and gold wardrobe, you know, professionally dry cleaned <laughs> with the brim and all. Uh, that. And then you know any anything like if he loses you know a couple of pounds, he's got to have the hem taken up and yeah. you know the waist taken oh, he in like that on the, purpose. <laughs> I, most people dress like they do on purpose. Yes, it's true. Like he's he's trying to be like the Gadsden flag or something. I see uh, I yellow. Like, that makes sense. I mean, he <laughs> frequently wears black and gold. Yes, it's true. <laughs> hey, did you have uh, anything oh, better yeah. to talk about? No, it's yeah. Theater. Come I, on. I was well. I was originally going to scold him on like the errors that you guys were making with subjective well, value. You guys were totally confused. See, but, but you make you the you make chamber. the mistake, Skeeter, of thinking that we care. Yeah, yeah. Of course, you don't care about. Uh, <laughs> You know, the underlying theory behind your movement. No, no, we that's, just don't care silly. about what you that's have silly. to say about it all because you've proven yourself to be a troll. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not a troll. I'm, you I'm are definitely a troll. If there ever was a definition okay. of troll uh, for what calling radio troll? programs, it would have a picture of Skeeter right next to it. Hey, See I this guy. I'm debating if I'm a troll or not, so uh, I'll just accept that. Okay, that's fine. But I, uh, so since uh, Rich is not there, I'm just going to drop that. Since I heard you guys talking about uh, the secession movement again, so yes. I'm going to bring that topic up. I I brought that up. Uh, I think Captain, you were there before, but uh, I'm gonna I refined it because uh, I was thinking too much back then, and uh, I had to revise it because uh, Ian uh, explained. You know, you guys are talking only about the state of secession, where you remove yourself from federal government, and I had that's why I stopped Correct. listening to him. Correct. That's uh, that's the first step. That's the first step. Yeah in secession yeah. is leaving the yeah. federal government because that yeah. framework already sort of exists yeah. Yeah. legally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. Uh, I just wanted to criticize your libertarian secession movement. Uh, sure. Uh, the, the final one where, you you know, I'm just going to simplify the, the secession movement from just from you going to a free market, you know, not the transition to state, state, local, local, the free market or whatever, you know, just from whatever government, big government to all right, uh, so do what's your, your what's your criticism? Oh, oh first, uh, I just wanted to address some things you said just earlier. I, I was because I was on hold. I was saying you know you said uh, you couldn't see why government uh, prosecutes victimless crimes. It's the same reason a parent stops a dumb kid from suicide. No, no, no. I, I that didn't, has nothing to I do with say, that. I, I that, didn't say I yeah, can't it, see it, why. What I said <laughs> is, police. If if police want to improve their reputation, they need to just simply all get together and stop what? stop enforcing victimless crimes. That's it. I was no, I was referring to Nikki. Uh, she made a comment uh, why she couldn't see why. I, it's not that I believe that, right? I'm just, you know, that's why the vo- the public believes. And he said you couldn't see it, but uh, obviously you see, see why parents stopped. You obviously I just don't see how those two things are connected. How? What is victimless crimes like not making sense? If there's no crime, there's if there's no victim, there's no crime. What does that have to do with child suicide? Well, yeah, because you you agree that well you agree with parents stopping kids from uh, committing suicide. That's a victimless crime. 
And it's the same. How is that a victim? Is it a crime? Is it a crime? It's a it's a victim. Well, you're using. Can you get arrested? And there probably is. I think that would there would still be a victim there. Uh, no, no, not a not an aggression victim, right? That's that's the whole that's your whole definition of victimless. It's, it has to do with aggression. Um, I, you can think about. it. I don't want to debate that. You can think about it and maybe bring it up if you see me again. I don't know. But uh, and also the reason why government regulates radio waves is it's because of, it's a public good, right? Uh, you can't. The air is a public good. Government. Then then why does government regulate it if it radio belongs waves, to the public? Radio waves. Also, also the space above you. I'm going to ask you again, Skeeter. If it's a public yeah. good, why does government yeah. regulate it? If it belongs to everybody, why does the no, government the have anything to do with it good? whatsoever? Well, there's a there's an economic definition of public goods. Uh, maybe you should like I don't want to debate it. I mean, you look it up first and maybe like bring it up if you if it concerns you. Why are uh, you bringing public- it up if you can't talk about it intelligently and defend it? Uh, so maybe you can, if you think about it and come up with a rational okay. defense Thanks, instead of just- I've had enough of that guy. Around, I had enough around, of around, them like two minutes ago. Yeah, you know, four but we're, minutes ago, we're free talk live, ago. and if we're free talk live, we you know give people a chance to say their piece. So, but if they can't get it out in three we, minutes or four minutes, that's then... that's what we do here. The I problem, mean, that's being generous. The the problem with Skeeter, of course, is that uh, he's uh, an idiot. Well, he he can't complete his sentences. And when drilled down on his definitions, he refuses to give them. So when he says something like, well, the airwaves are a public good. Well, if you can't define public good, then you have no business calling in and talking about that subject. Yeah. Right? Uh, If a good is public, then what does government have to do with it? Oh, oh, so it's not really public. It's just like uh, uh, national. Right, you take the word public, you take the word national. If you just substitute the word government, yeah, it's far more accurate in its definition. You mean like national public radio? <laughs> Get both of them in there. The yeah. the National Football League. Oh, national parks. The you know national monument. No, these are not. It's the government football league. Right. It's the government monument. It's government parks. Right, like public schools. No, those are government schools. Right, public well, you works. You said national and go- uh, national public, and works. Public. Yeah, public no, works. those are government works. Okay. Right, mm-hmm. uh, public parks. Nope, government parks. Right. So when he says public good, what he can't wrap his brain around, or at least yet is the fact that it's a far more accurate definition to say it's a government good. That is, that the government has claimed a monopoly over the air. And space. I mean, just in (laughs) regards to radio, it doesn't make sense. So if the government has a monopoly on it, and they're going to not allow anyone else to broadcast without their permission, how is that good for the public? (laughs) That is bad for the public because they don't have the freedom to... You know? Oh, but Nikki, I, they, it just doesn't make they any give sense. you this little tiny bandwidth of frequencies where you can have citizen band radio. Cool. But don't say the seven words. Right. Still can't say those. Well, you can say them on CB radio. like CB? Oh, right. Yeah, for like yeah. truckers. Truckers? Right. Right. I mean, yeah, citizen band radio, counts. believe it or not, was like the original internet. Or at least... Yeah, yeah. it's like the OG uh, text message. <laughs> it was like, yeah, it was like mail coffee clutches. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody had a handle. Right. It was the original Waze. Hour number two of Free Talk Live is next.
Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Unfortunately, due to government meddling, the company that partnered with Dash to offer Dash Direct is leaving the crypto business. However, they weren't the only provider of discounted gift cards for Dash. BitRefill.com has been accepting Dash for years and has a ton of big-name retailers and brands, including grocers, gas stations, phone refills, Amazon, and even prepaid MasterCards. You could actually live off your Dash using bitrefill.com. Plus, many of their gift cards come with a discount. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org. Free Talk Live. And we're back. Back, 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 back. We're back in black? No. That's ATV. I'm in black. You are. I'm in black. I'm in, what is this, green? Yeah, I'm in green. Forest. Forest. Run, forest, run. <laughs> What's a vacation? Uh, free Talk Live is like a box of chocolates. <laughs> <laughs> you never know what kind of nut you're going to reveal. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Who's calling in? <laughs> Uh, the uh, telephone number 603-283-6160, if you'd like to join us. In the studio, it's me, Captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. We're doing a show. We are. <laughs> we're talking about all sorts of fun things. We were talking about uh, what happened to uh, library, LBRY, the decentralized video sharing protocol that also had a cryptocurrency token component to it in order to reward views and creators. We're trying to get to the licensing. Oh, I forgot I was going to look at that. I was going <laughs> to You're holding us in suspense. During, during what the, is the license that they need? How do you keep libertarians in suspense? The license. Well, let's go to the phones. <laughs> this is an unscreened caller. What is your name, please? You're on Free Talk Live. Will from Tennessee. Hey, Will from Tennessee. Thanks for calling. Uh, you're live on the air. What's on your mind? Uh, well, I came up and visited you guys at uh, Fork Fest a couple weeks ago and just had the time of my life. Wait. So you guys are even cooler in person. Wait, what? Wait, so there was a guy who called Beard Talk Live last night. That wasn't you? No, that wasn't me. In fact, that's actually funny you brought that up because I was sitting at my TV at uh, 10.25 waiting for the live stream screen to go uh live stream to go on so i could call in yeah. and next thing i remember is waking up at six in the morning oh no <laughs> well there yeah. was there was some other guy from tennessee uh who you know tennessee folks i recognize folks from there by their accent uh and i and their license plate uh, but like his name i wasn't like i'm not <laughs> sure like i think his name was andrew the guy who called in beard mm. talk live and like he kept talking and he said yeah i've been up to the white mountains and i'm like was that the guy who came up just for four but no it was you will right it was me. Okay. Yep, All it right. was me. 
Well, anyway, it was nice to meet you. I remember that. Uh, you hung out. Uh, I know you got a copy of the Captain Kickassy Luthermania EP. Have you been cranking that? Uh, I certainly have. I've been sharing it with anybody I can. Um, nice. I, I really like the, the first one, um, the, the Obey, Con- talking about contaminated mindware. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's... That one is that one is by far my favorite. Well, thanks. That seems um, to be at least for the I don't know dozen or so people who've weighed in with their favorite. Uh, that's that's number one as far as you know currently climbing the charts. It's, it's only been out since officially July fourth, so you know it's way too early to tell. Uh, but but thanks, man. I appreciate that. And and I definitely feel like a very honored individual to be the one to get one of the like the pre pre releases. Uh, being at Forkfest. You may actually have received the first one because... you that, know, that is an honor. Well, it, it was an honor because you came up uh, specifically for Forkfest all the way from Tennessee, and you weren't staying uh, for the little listening party that I had for everybody. So I wanted to make sure that before you left, uh, you got a copy because, you know, we talked about music and, you know, I figured out what you were into and I thought, yeah, this guy's going to dig this. So, yeah, you're welcome, and also thank you. You're, you're number one, pal. And the, the Beard Talk Live shirt and the Captain, uh, I don't know if I, Kick-Ass, I can say. You, <laughs> you can, Captain Kick-Ass, uh, yeah. It's, it's radio safe. <laughs> uh, it is radio safe. I'm trying to keep that. That's why I wanted to call into Beard Talk Live first, so I could try to get that out and practice the call-in. Um, <laughs> but uh, those are some of the most comfortable shirts. I don't want to work in them because I don't want to mess them up, but I wear them out anytime I can. I have a photo of a guy who does, uh, I have a photo of a guy who does like uh, contracting type work. Uh, and, uh, he was working in, in some cement and, uh, you know, got the shirt, you know, nice and dirtied up. And so I took a photo of it so that you can, you know, per person can get an idea of what it looks like when it's all dirtied <laughs> up. Uh, still looks good, right? Oh yeah. Well, um, I'm calling in cause I just wanted to announce that I, um, after, coming up to Fork Fest, I'm planning on coming up to the next one and staying through the Porcupine Freedom Fest and then probably just never leaving. Woo-hoo! That's awesome. All right. You absolutely should. Um, so that that is the plan and cool. step one has started to uh, I guess it's being acted. So um, I am on my way. I can tell you, well and I don't know, I don't know what the time frame is, but there is a person that I'm aware of who's looking for somebody who knows how to do framing? Do you know no. how to do framing? <laughs> if you know if Absolutely. you know how to build a house, I'll fly you up here from from. He he says he knows yeah. how. Yeah, if you can frame a house. I'll Absolutely. fly you up for a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. All right. Okay. Well, uh, uh, I think I think the, the business card. I can still contact you on that. Number, yeah. If you want to just send me a number, we can work that out. Yeah. If you just want to send me DM a the text, captain. send me a text to that number on my business card. And then I'll make sure I give it to Steve Classic here, who's the guy who's looking for the framing help, and then you guys can have a conversation. How about do, you have that? A, do you have a camper? Did you... uh, that's actually kind of the plan, is I'm going to try to move up there in a camper. Oh, um, how did you get up to Porkfest? Did you, did you fly up here, or did you drive up? No, uh, I drove, and then I stayed at um, Rogers Campground in the hotel room. Oh, oh, the hotel room. You see, Steve Classic, if you'd have come to Forkfest or Porkfest, you would know all of this already. I know, I know, I know. That's another two hours that I've already got two hours. But come from Tennessee, how many hours is that, right? I know. Uh, It's worth uh, the drive. It depends. Connecticut was three hours, and that was was coming and going. That was the worst traffic 
Ugh. Yeah, Connecticut's I, I, the worst. I, I moved through Atlanta. Connecticut was worse. I li- I currently so, still live in Connecticut. Technic. Well, no, technically I'm a New Hampshire resident. I'm, I'm sorry, <laughs> but Connecticut is terrible for traffic. Mm-hmm. It's like New York City. It's, yeah, it's, it's a it's a suburb of New York City. So yeah, on the way back, it ended up being about 21 hours, Ugh. and I did it just straight through. I would just power through it. Yeah, yeah. I drove uh, recently from uh, New Hampshire to uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, and back, and that was something I never want to do again. Uh, and I say that having having made the drive from uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, to Seattle mm-hmm. uh, and back, uh, not necessarily you know back to back or anything, but I you know I had to drive out to Seattle to move there, and then I made the drive back once, and I was just like, oh my god, I will never do this again, basically because of Montana. Montana is just like you enter Montana and the scenery doesn't change for like two days. Yeah, that would mess with my head. But there's no speed limit, right? Well, in in certain areas and only during daylight. Oh, okay. Oh, did not know that. And I don't know if it's still there. At least when I made the drive, um, I hit Montana right about daybreak and uh, the speed limit signs said uh, speed limit. And then it had the inverted White and black, so it was mainly black with, or mainly white with black lettering, yeah. or the no, other way, the black opposite, with black lettering. with white lettering, and it said nighttime sixty-five. Oh, speed That's limit nighttime 65. sixty-five. So it didn't say any speed limit during the day. So I just stepped on it. I was in yeah. a car. I was in a car that had one of these uh, speedometers that only went up to like eighty, and so I buried the needle all yeah. the way, all the way through Montana. And, yeah, it was a horrific experience. I only stopped for gas and to use the John and that kind of thing. Uh, anyway, uh, Will, were you calling about something else besides the announcement? That's a great announcement, by the way. Congratulations. You are definitely welcome here. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm looking forward to it. No, I just wanted to call and announce and just let every listener out there know that you guys are even better in real life uh, than on the radio. And you guys are <laughs> well, on the radio, so... Well, thanks. Oh, well, I guess I could talk about Scooter for a second. So, All right. Um, Skyler, Scooter, Scooby, Skeeter, Scatter, Skeeter. Sylvester. That's my new Scooter. Scatter is a good one for him because he's very scattered. <laughs> yes, he is very scattered, but it almost sounds like he's finally tuning in to somebody who has an opposing idea and it's forcing him to defend his own idea and he's not able to do it. And he does, and he's never been challenged in that way before. And I, I know he talks about uh, E, and he's like, "Why do you always straw man me all the time?" And it's like, <laughs> "Well, he's trying to have a conversation with you, and you know, and it's all right to if somebody has a different viewpoint to challenge your viewpoint. And if you can't stand on it, then uh, he, he's just having a hard time coming to terms with that." Is kind of what I gather. Yeah, and like you know, to an extent uh, that that you know, listeners and and even ourselves, some of the hosts occasionally will be like, "Oh, it's Skeeter again," right? Like we take his call <laughs> because of that, right? Because like you have to give human beings a chance at redemption, a chance at mm-hmm. learning, a chance to you know ha- have their viewpoints challenged in a way that they've never been challenged before. And so, you know, that's why. That's part of the reason that we're here doing Free Talk Live is to help people, uh, you know, open their mind a little bit and become more tolerant of other human beings. Yeah. Hey, Will, hey. Is, it, is it windy where you are? <laughs> yeah, I think he's got a window oh, down. Or something. I, I, am dri- I am driving my window. <laughs> out, oh, okay. Oh. Maybe it's the air conditioner. 
It might be that. Um, but <laughs> like, yeah, I'm actually just now hitting Atlanta, so I should probably get off the phone before I say something I shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate the call. Feel free to call us back, and uh, we'll see you when you get back to New Hampshire. Peace. Uh, yeah, that guy came up specifically for Forkfest. Wow. And uh, immediately identified me because, well, you know, I'm an identifiable yeah, guy. Yeah, you're a public I don't know, figure. you really uh, blend in. Yeah, I just look like everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, average, I'm just an, I'm average just every man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't stick out at all Not in a crowd. No. Nope. Uh, and so uh, uh, he just basically hung out with us from like day one. Like I got cool. there, yeah. I got there Thursday night and he went with us to... Uh, to the the barbecue Smoke place or whatever, teas, yeah, yeah, right? and all, all that kind of thing. Excellent food, and, by the way. To plug them real quick, if you go to Forkfest or Porkfest or Lancaster at all, yeah, smoking amazing teas. food, yeah, yeah definitely a favorite for our group. Indeed, and so he just kind of hung out with us the whole and had had a good time and you know just hung out and got to meet a bunch of people. Yeah. He got to get some some goldbacks yeah. and crypto and do some transactions. It's always and, cool when people do that, and I think it's also a really great idea before you you know if you're even thinking about moving. Mm-hmm. Porkfest and Porkfest is a great time because, and especially por- uh, Porkfest, because there's a little bit more people there. You get to meet people from all over the state and you yeah. get to really, really experience New Hampshire. It's like, a, you know, a, a deep immersion in New Hampshire culture. And, you know, it's probably hard for some people to believe, but we kind of, you know, it's not like it's Porkfest every day, but that's a pretty decent representation of how it is here. You can use goldbacks. You can use crypto. Yeah. You know, you, you can have entire Silver. communities of liber. I mean, I have like several groups of different libertarian type friends. You know what I mean? So it's like, it, it's really the place to be if you're looking for like-minded people that value freedom. Yeah. Well, and the other thing about both Forkfest and Porkfest and even Sporkfest for... <laughs> And what what is that? That's the people who just stay late. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah. They have to get kicked out. Well, I mean, they, manually removed. People are still up there. Look, so it some, never still ends. going on. It's still some, going on. Some people have more free time than others. Yeah. And so you know maybe uh, maybe they don't like how Pork Fest is being run or or the organizers or some of the people or whatever, and so they create their own little thing, and that's. That's what freedom-oriented people do. If you don't like a thing, create something you do like. Right, there's choice. Right, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You know, and so, like, what's really great about, like, Forkfest and Sporkfest is that they have occurred, and no one has been like, oh, no, we can't have that. You know, like, no one has tried to, like, crush these other fests or, like, they're competing with... No, they, they've right. welcomed them mm-hmm. because right. that's what freedom-oriented people do. More competition makes things better. Yeah. Right. And so uh, so it, it really is a testament to the the minds, if you will, the the tolerance, the society, the, the ability for free people to go, if you're not hurting anybody or taking anybody's stuff or harming property, just do whatever you want, man. Right. You know? You want to pay in goldbacks? Sure. And I have to say that, like, I mean, I did transactions in, I got some of these, uh, the old school silver dimes. Yeah, those are um, cool. I got a, uh, I got a silver round from somebody that has, uh, like, a sports figure, you know, stamp on it and a date and a number on it. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, silver Dave, I uh, had these little tiny silver pieces that oh, yeah, he, yeah. Was, he was uh, like, hey, if you Commemorative, put Commemorative. Uh, yeah, yeah, they were special pork, pork fest, fest. 20 yeah. branded, you yeah. know, kind of things. And I got 10 of them. Um, 
Uh, I was able to acquire uh, some uh, first edition, some more first edition New Hampshire goldbacks. Uh, just sort of randomly ended up in in the tip jar, and uh, I was like, "Oh, what are the? Oh, look, they're the, the original, the twenty, the, the twenty twenty or whatever." Because yeah. uh, the Utahs were twenty nineteen. I think the first uh, New Hampshire were, were twenty twenty. Yeah, really? the newer ones say like Orem twenty twenty two, and the ones before yeah. that will say like twenty twenty one and twenty twenty. I believe. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's been a slight change in the design too for the New Hampshire ones, the Goldbacks. So the original oh, ones. These are- this one's Orem 2021. Right. So that's still second edition. So your first edition will say like Goldback 2020, I believe. And if you have any of those. trading cards. I got to get a 2020. I know, right? right. Yeah. Dang. It yeah. is so I'll trade fun. you a Utah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I've got, dude, all I got is five Nevadas. Can we make a deal? Right. Yeah. But that's the beauty of, of Porkfest is like, yeah. not only is it sort of a live beta test for what commerce might look like without a state right <laughs> like we're, we're proving that it can be yeah. done agorism right? yeah yeah it's true ag- it's like okay here's free people transacting yeah without giving a crap about what the man has to say about it yeah right uh and uh, successfully doing it with i mean it is one of the most peaceful places i have ever been uh mm-hmm. the energy there is just so overwhelmingly positive Right. You'll hear if you're in any of the chat groups, you're going to hear like there's like two people complaining uh, about like some of the nudists. There's a body freedom camp yeah. uh, you know, that's there. Like, oh, I don't like nude. And there's a couple of people like we had somebody come over to the site to an, an, an older lady, elderly lady, mm-hmm. uh, come over to, their, to to my site and go, are you guys going to be loud again tonight? And then like we're She's like, the nudist. No, 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 no. <laughs> I was going to say like, I'm just are saying, you going to wear some clothes tonight, lady? I'm just saying that there <laughs> are. Be quiet. I, I have heard exactly three people complain about a festival that held 3,000. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's the thing. So it's the same three people complaining about everything, probably. So, And you're always going to get that once it, it grows to a certain point. And this yeah. is with anything, any festival, any, you know, any, any event. Once you get thousands of people together, there's always going to be a couple people. Yeah. And actually, generally, I go to a lot of music festivals and stuff like that. Sure. Typically, there's a lot more issues. There's a lot more people getting hurt. There's a lot more things that Drugs. people are complaining Drugs. about, you know, like security and the rules. There's really nothing yeah, like what's that. The se- what's the security in Porkfest? The Pork Rangers. Is it all self, self-secured? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, pretty much. And right. and they don't really, I, it's really just, you know, some kid fell off their bike, go get the golf cart like, and bring yeah. them to free like, aid yeah, or like, something. No, you know, it's not I, really too serious. I witnessed a, I'm going to call it a toddler. I don't know how old this, this little girl was, but uh, she fell down on one of the paved Wave. Like, you know, she was going at a pretty good clip, right? She was mm-hmm. running and she fell down, like scraped her knee or something and started yeah. crying. And 30 like, people come on. It was, yeah. yeah, it was like, and like, I'm a nurse. How do I weigh? You know, this kind of a yeah. thing, right? You know, and like you couldn't have gotten help in the regular world yeah. the way that this girl got help this one day at Porkfest. Right? Yeah. So, and it's like, oh, how are we going to function without the ambulance and the police and right. this, that and the other right. thing? And it actually works out when you have real communities coming together and i mean it can work like that on a larger like it's not just pork fest i mean it can work like that in real life too there was a uh, a black jeep with uh it had uh uh some sort of uh, a very large machine gun mounted to the top of it Mm. 
uh, there. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah, you that don't see awesome. that every day. <laughs> should. You know? We should see those every uh, day. And like, I've never felt safer than yeah. at Porkfest or Forkfest and Porkfest, right? Yep. Uh, not because there was some giant behemoth security agency or a whole bunch of uh, uniformed guys with guns enforcing the will of masters on us. No, it was because everybody was taking personal responsibility yes. for their own safety and security. Absolutely. Now, what about like the health department, the Department of Revenue Services trying to get their piece of the action on meals, taxes and all that? I heard that they were run out when they came to try to... Was that Levy I don't think some yeah last year maybe some or something? some time ago I, that was a prank yeah, I'm, a pr- I, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure what happened there because I wasn't there the year that that like there's happened. no health inspector saying how how, how uh, hot is the the cooking oil and all that crap you know like they do at country I mean, fairs they do like, at fairs like these people if they want to show up unannounced and roam around they can right. Uh, we won't know right you yeah. can't right. tell them from any other fest right. goer right we wouldn't know. Uh, same thing with feds. I'm sure there's a bunch oh, of feds there roaming around. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, different agencies sending their own, you know, lackey to go scope it out. Right. Look at what these extremists are doing. They're having fun. Give They're them- listening to music. They're right. playing games. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the horror. The they, horror. Don't, they don't have a license. Yeah. <laughs> Let's shut them down. Do you have a license to tell that joke? They're you launching know. rockets to take pictures of space. <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. We're going to have to shut you down. You don't have a license for fun. <laughs> So, yeah, no, the, the the vibe there is overwhelmingly positive. Like, the energy coming off of everybody, yeah. transacting freely, negotiating with each other freely, um, you know, acquiring things, uh, handmade gifts and trinkets and, you know, commemorative stuff and uh, just the creativity alone, the art, if you will, that, that is Forkfest and Porkfest is amazing to experience. Uh, and overwhelmingly positive energy coming from the whole place the entire time. And when something does, you know, go awry, because human beings are humans, right? Something's yeah. going to go wrong. Uh, the response is immediate. It's fast, right? Because everybody's tied into the chat rooms mm-hmm. or the chat groups or different chat groups or different things. And like, but the response is way faster than anything the government could ever conceive of putting together. My tent is on fire. Well, just bring some ex- fire extinguishers. Don't call the They're fire department, like, right? No, like, uh, oh, you know what? Uh, I, I don't know if this happened, but, like, if somebody showed up without a tent, I guarantee you a tent would appear for these people. Oh, right? yeah. Right? People yeah. would be like, oh, you know what? I've got an extra one a spare here. tarp or whatever. You know, yeah. Give you whatever. yeah oh, somebody yeah. would make one or we'd build a lean-to or something, right? right. You know what I mean? Uh, something would happen to take care of whomever. Um, uh, Lynn Ulbricht was there, Ross Ulbricht's mom. Right. And uh, she was put up in a hotel room. Uh, and that was just, you know, out of somebody's generosity. That yeah, wasn't like awesome. you know, prearranged or anything like that, you know. And so it was like, these people will take care of their own. This yeah. is a community. But what are we going to do without welfare? <laughs> Who's going to pave the roads when they get washed out from yeah. all the rain? I know. <laughs> well, if the roads were built properly, they didn't have that problem. Yeah. Well, it seems like, I mean, I don't know if you've seen Vermont, but it seems like they're they're doing pretty good with their roads. Half of them are washed out. You can't even use them. <laughs> They're doing good. Yeah, they're doing real good. Yeah. Thank God uh, they have raise taxes. The taxes. Yeah. Oh yeah, they the better raise them. be filled at any time now. Yeah. Uh, the telephone number here six zero three two eight three six one six zero. If you would like to join us, still to come, uh, the first cop convicted for not intervening on a fellow cop. That's right. First time that I'm aware of is still to come. This is Free Talk Live. 
back. I was trying to get that low note. I can't. Wow. No, it's back great. That was great. Cookie Monster. Gregorian Chant. Free Talk Live. <laughs> yes, it's Gregorian Chant Live. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll work on that in next break. Maybe don't do that next time. <laughs> Fail. <laughs> the telephone number, if you'd like to join us, is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's... Nikki. Steve Classic. <laughs> Steve Classic. How am I supposed to talk I don't, that? I don't know. Uh, i got to get off to Gregorian. It's me, the captain. I'm, I'm here, too. I'm only heading up the show. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, before we go How about on, a promo, huh? before we go on, <laughs> I want to tell you that this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Uh, Dash has transaction fees that are less than one cent. Dash transactions are instant, irreversible, and are protected from fifty-one percent attacks by its chain locks technology. Dash is the world's first decentralized autonomous organization, which I'm a big fan of, by the way, because a, a decentralized autonomous organization cannot be taken down by any government. BitRefill does also allow for discounted purchases using Dash at national retailers. It's one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get, easy to use. You could start by learning more at dash.org and thanks to the dash dow for sending us 32 dash per month to promote dash on the air again visit dash.org to learn about dash that's dash.org get the dash direct app too yeah uh so i just want to swing back real quick to that article from the guardian about library and all that kind of stuff because you guys were asking about the licensing i don't have the exact violation in front of me but it was uh, similar to uh, the same charges they levied at uh, the Crypto 6, which was unlicensed money transmitting, I believe. Something along those lines, which is uh, what uh, the SEC and the uh, organization LBRY uh, were battling about. Not securities fraud, uh, as claimed falsely uh, by The Guardian. So I just wanted to clear that up. Uh, they didn't actually put that in the article, which is why we didn't actually get to it. So the another mark against the guardian for poor yep. journalism uh doing no homework at all uh and just trying to associate everything cryptocurrency Extremists. with uh, oh. on january 6th and, uh, yeah i think it was ai it was written by ai probably just pulled probably different things was, and just yeah. assemble no, an article no? it was it was written by uh, AU, artificial yeah. unintelligence. <laughs> yeah. Or NU, natural unintelligence. <laughs> yes. So, at any rate, uh, let's just go to more of your calls and thoughts. We've got Sarah in New Mexico. Sarah? Sarah? Sarah going once. Sarah going twice. All right, Sarah. She's you coming. may have your phone muted or you've left us, so call us back if you want to be on the air. All right, let's move on to our next topic. This blew me away when I read it because I'd never heard of anything like this ever happening. Uh, we talk frequently about how cops operate as a gang. They do. 
They're they're a always, unionized gang. They always got their mm-hmm. they always got their partner. They got backup. They got somebody else down the street waiting for them. They never operate solo, right? They always operate as a gang. And so, whenever a cop commits some sort of injustice, uh, a beating, a killing of a a person, a dog, uh, the destruction of some property, uh, you know, a SWAT team, you know, bangs down the wrong house or whatever. Whenever these cops commit some sort of a crime themselves, none of the other cops ever get prosecuted for for anything, for being an accessory, for, you know, all the things the rest of us, of course, would right. be arrested and prosecuted for. So if a cop bashes in a citizen's head and there's his partner standing there doing nothing about it, well, normally, if it were you or I bashing in somebody's head and jail. somebody was standing next to it, if you were the person standing next to it, you would go to jail for not intervening, for not yeah. helping the victim, for not stopping the guy, right? Well, wait, cops w- do wait, this. would you? Cops do this all the time where, like, there's a cop beating a guy and their their buddy, their partner, their fellow cop does nothing. They just stand there and watch. So I was under the impression they were supposed to do that because that's what it seems like because they do that. More often than not. Well, this from the Free Thought Project. The first cop convicted for not intervening as fellow cop bashed man's face in with a gun and strangled him. Gosh. Martinez was convicted for failing to intervene when another officer violently assaulted an Army veteran. So. I thought it was like failing to, to help help bash the guy's face in. Hold him down. <laughs> You're not holding him down while I'm beating him up. In a groundbreaking case, former Colorado police officer Francine Martinez was convicted for failing to intervene when another officer violently assaulted uh, this gentleman, who happens to be an Army veteran, during an arrest in 2021. Martinez is the first officer to face a jury and be found guilty under a new police accountability law that was passed following the tragic murder of George Floyd. In 2020, this conviction is a much needed step in the right direction for holding law enforcement officers accountable for their actions and encouraging a culture of transparency. I'm going to stop there. While this law that may have resulted in this thing happening as a first, it's not enough, not by any stretch of the imagination. And when it comes to uh, this (laughs) encouraging a culture of transparency, well, the claim is made by government itself that government is of the people and for the people and by the people. It's not. Why do I say that? Because if it were, we'd be able to fire these bastards. Like on the spot. It's like, no, you did that. Nope, that's wrong. You're, You're fired. fired. Right. right. But we can't. I'm assuming it used to be like that 200 years ago. No. No? No. They had qualified immunity back then? Well, uh, well it wasn't called that. It was called... It's uh, still a gang. They, they would intimidate yeah, right. people. Yeah, well, well if without me, who will protect you? Right? It was. Yeah. It's the same trope, right? right, right? right. Um, to protect and this, serve. This quote, encouraging a culture of transparency. Well, if, as government says, it is of the people, for the people, and by the people, the entire organization should be transparent, and anybody, anybody, anywhere should be able... And I don't even care if you're a citizen or not. Anyone, anywhere should be able to look at any portion of government at any time. Unredacted. Unredacted. 
it should be 100% transparent. Right. If they really say that it's transparent. Yeah. But but it's not. No. And in fact, it's, it's opaque. It's I mean, <laughs> it's it's definitely opaque. No. Yeah. It's not even translucent. <laughs> right? It's not even letting a little it's not like stained glass or something. It's not even letting a little light in, right? right? It's it's yeah. It's walled off. Mm-hmm. Uh, the United States government is one of the most private organizations on planet Earth. Incorporated. Yeah. Continuing on, Martinez was fired after an internal investigation exposed her violation of several department policies during the violent arrest of Kyle Vincent. We talked about this previously on Free Talk Live. John Hubbard, the officer who brutally attacked Vincent, resigned amid the investigation. This new law, which mandates that officers must intervene when witnessing unlawful physical force, has been hailed as a potential catalyst for change in law enforcement agencies across the country. State Representative Leslie Herod, who played a significant role in crafting the 2020 law, emphasized the importance of criminal consequences for officers who fail to intervene or report incidents of excessive force. She believes that these provisions will help to expose and eliminate harmful behavior within law enforcement. As the Free Thought Project, and Free Talk Live for that matter, has been pointing out for years, a good cop who doesn't stop a bad cop is a bad cop. I mean, yeah. And I don't think that there's anyone, including cops, who can argue with that. If you'd like to, the telephone number is 603-283-6160. But that goes for all human beings, right? And I, you know, we, I, we just basically said this, but if you know, you start bashing Steve's head into no, the ground. don't do it. Nikki, help me. I should, exactly. <laughs> if I don't do something to intervene, whether it's, you know, calling Matt from next yeah. door or, you know, trying to resolve the situation myself, if I just do nothing and like, eh, well, I mean, that's your problem. Well, it looks like that sucks. Well, that makes up, me a bad person. Yeah, you're just over there on your phone. You're like, eh. Like, <laughs> right, but if you look you know, at what's happening, like like sub, like the subway thing in New York City, you yeah. know, there, some guy's going crazy. Like, people don't want to get involved yeah. because if they yeah. get involved and they hurt the guy, then they're going to get sued. Yep. You know, or yeah. shoot back or whatever. And you that's can't why do it. it's it's scary, you know? Yeah, but so why get involved? Well, the reason people don't want to get involved is because they, they aren't afraid of getting involved in that immediate situation. They're afraid of what will happen after. Repercussions. Yeah, right. the, yeah, exactly. And the repercussions from the law, the government. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, right. So the government has put people into such a position of fear that they're not even willing to help out their fellow men. We see it repeatedly where, like, we'll see, uh, you know, footage from security cameras or somebody's cell phone. Uh, of some sort of an altercation happening, you know, a fight breaks out in a store or something yeah, like that. People are just and instead of helping or trying to break up the fight, everybody just busts out their phones right. and records it. It's like right. How, I guess on World Star Hip Hop, I get a million yeah. views. <laughs> one of, one of the things that irks me the most about people in general, and I'm including freedom oriented people in this because. Even freedom-oriented people haven't learned to do this enough, and that is to start standing up for your community, right? Yourselves, your family, your friends, other people. Like, I can't say it enough. It doesn't happen enough. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I don't think that secession will happen until enough people have, you know, shown up here in New Hampshire uh, to help make that change work, to help make it go, and then also stand up for each other. Absolutely. Right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, what that is doing vicariously is standing up for each other, right? But until everybody is consciously aware of it, like, hey, not only am I standing up for me because I want to be as free as I possibly can, 
I want to be as uninhibited. I want to make all of my own decisions. I want to be responsible for all of my earthly needs, right? Uh, or at least take responsibility for them. Whether that's hiring them out to somebody or somebody else is irrelevant. I've taken responsibility to make it go. I'm not outsourcing it to anybody. Because I want to be free, I realize that everyone else must also be free. That's the only way I can be free, is everyone else also needs to be free. Everyone has to take responsibility. Right. And so there could use to be a lot more of that in this mm-hmm. world. But there are people who will not be responsible. And the thing is, you'd almost need qualified immunity for citizens who stand up to people who well, are, you know, causing trouble. If yeah. there's, you know, because that's why people don't want to get into a fight or stop someone from doing this. Stuff. I mean, it, it's gonna it be, doesn't necessarily have to be immunity. I, it doesn't have to be so dramatic now where if I have to, you know, prove yeah. all of the if someone's attacking me and I was going to defend myself with a firearm in some states. I mean, you have to go prove that. Yeah, I did everything, yeah. in, including jump out of the window to try to run away from this person. It's it's really that bad in some states. Yeah. Yeah. But, and I don't necessarily think it needs to be, you know, immunity across the board. Like, oh, well, you know, I was trying to do the right thing, but I accidentally did the wrong thing. There just needs to be less of the suffocating restrictions. You know, yeah, I, I can't resuscitate someone without being afraid that they're going to, you know, say I was assaulting them. You know, stuff like that. Yeah. Passing a new law. Uh, isn't going to help. It never does. Uh, And uh, there's already so many laws that they can't be counted. I know that people didn't want to help help someone in a car accident because if you pull them out of a car, then they get injured because you pull them out of the car. Now you're responsible for their injuries. And that's the thing. But then if the car explodes, I have that on my conscience that now this person is inside of a burning car, you know? So it's like you're you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Well, Well, do the right thing, not the legal thing. That's that's the and important that's, part. That's really yeah, right? good that's, advice because you always have to you know stay aside. You always have to live with your conscience and your karma. And to me, mm-hmm. that's the most important thing. Like I can deal with the repercussions of the state. I can't deal with what's going to happen to me on a spiritual right. level. Yeah, if, you, if I you're need like, to be able to live with myself, right. even if I'm in jail or whatever. Right. And um, the state does a really. Well, in their mind, a really good job. In my mind, a really horrible job. Uh, And you'll see what I mean in just a second. Uh, The state does this thing where they have most people convinced that doing the right thing and doing the legal thing are the same thing. And they're not. In in fact, they're very far apart from each other. Doing the right thing is uh, a far more noble uh, thing to do than doing the legal thing. Uh, almost across the board, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So at any rate, Vincent's attorney, uh, Siddhartha Rathod, reinforced the notion that this verdict should send a clear message to law enforcement that the blue code of silence is over. <laughs> he also called upon prosecutors in Colorado to prioritize these types of cases as a means of driving systemic change. Martinez's conviction follows that of former Loveland, Colorado police officer Daria Jolly, who pled guilty to a failure to intervene and was sentenced to 45 days in jail after a fellow officer injured a 73-year-old woman with dementia during an arrest. Oh, my. They were arresting a 73-year-old woman with dementia? Yeah. Why is there? Yeah, why is that even happening? Well, why is it that um, 250, thereabouts, years... Uh, have gone by, and this is the first time that any sort of uh, law 
has been uh, you know put into effect whatever that means uh to actually hold police accountable for other police what's that code of silence right 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 why has it taken 250 years this is how slow <laughs> and ancient and barbaric the organization type known as government is mm-hmm. uh they do not do anything quickly uh and they when they do something on on the off time they do something that seems like it's a good idea it's far too little and it's far too late yeah they screw it up and they mm-hmm. waste a bunch of money doing it and if they don't get it right they want more money to get it right <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> like anyone else in any other situation that person would be fired so when are we you know going Can't. to stand up and fire them like they should have been fired 200 years ago as the movement for police accountability gains traction nearly two dozen of the country's hundred largest police departments have implemented duty to intervene policies yeah, this is not law policy yeah policies since the racial justice protests that followed floyd's murder However, Henderson, director of the Center for Justice Research at Texas Southern University, acknowledged the challenge of tracking whether officers are responding to these policies by intervening in incidents of excessive force. Well, they're not going to. It's a policy. And honestly, I I would have assumed, uh, it's very naive of me, I would have assumed that those policies would have already been in place. <laughs> Well, they probably very, a, very naive of me. They probably have a policy, and then well, you have three strikes, so it's probably going to be three times before the policy. But it, it sounds like they didn't even have the policy no, to begin didn't. with. Uh, One hundred of the largest police departments in the United States have recently implemented these policies. One hundred since yeah, one hundred mm. since uh, Floyd's murder. So doesn't sound like very many. No, and I would be willing to bet that the. The rest of the departments that are smaller have no such policy. They still have the blue coat of silence policy. <laughs> the, the other nine million that are, uh, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, despite the existence of federal duty to intervene laws and policies, officers may still fail to intervene due to inadequate training and rigid workplace hierarchies. Both Christy E. Lopez, Georgetown Law Professor and former Deputy Chief in Civil Rights Division at the Department of Justice, and the Henderson have urged for more comprehensive training to change police culture, according to a report in the USA Today. Herod concurred, stating, There is no silver bullet to changing a culture that has been traditionally protect the blue at all cost. Oh my gosh. I'm going to throw up. This is just... <laughs> Back to blue and all that, you know? It's just crazy to me <laughs> that these people need special training to not murder people and assault 70 year old women and like children with special needs like we need to train you to not shoot people and dogs and you know like what have you ever nikki uh gone to like a like a salon a pedicure yeah. or get your hair done you know like makeover that kind of stuff yeah. those people running that business performing those tasks receive more training than police. <laughs> I was going to say, did they get special training to not shoot me in the head when I go to get my nails done? <laughs> they didn't need that kind of training because they know it's wrong to oh, not shoot their customers. They have common sense? Yeah. So the relationship between police and everyone else is not that of customer and provider. Well, and that's the thing, too. So the thing with police is they're, they're above the law. They're, 
they're above all you civilians, all you you rule breakers and you criminals. So they and they act as such. They act as if they're, you know, they have this God complex, you know, like they're they're better than you and they can do whatever they want. They can. Yeah. And they treat it's very uh, apparent most, with the way they treat people. Most people assume that the relationship between government and themselves, whether it's police, military, bureaucrats, you know, the DMV, whatever, most people assume that it is a customer to consumer, or I'm sorry, a business to consumer relationship. It is not. Because everything else in your life is. Right. There's no competition. You, you can't go to the other DMV. Right. Does anyone really believe that, though? Oh, they do. Of course they do. It's pounded into their head in school, right? We, we, we are the government. We are the people. We own the government. We run the government. The government is us. I mean, I could. Right? That's what they're, that's pounded in their head in public school and reinforced through television and media for the rest of your life. We the people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The people are the government. You've heard this. Yeah. But I didn't know anybody actually believed that. Oh, no, I mean, <laughs> I hear it all the time when people are like, oh, well, I can't believe the police would do such a thing. We're the government. We should. Like, no, we're not. Yeah, they it's a are. Joke. They are. The relationship is not that of consumer to business, right? They are not an employee of a business that we run, right? They are the enforcers, and they are only there to protect themselves. And their organization, not you, not me, not our families, not our friends, not our community, they are not there. They might occasionally do something that resembles one of those things, that that resembles protecting somebody. It's like when a a serial killer uh, every once in a while has to, like, donate money to charity or, like, go uh, sing to old people in the nursing home to make them feel better about themselves. It's the same thing. It'd be more like if a serial killer, like, accidentally killed, like, a pedophile. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, (laughs) well, I'm not going to be too sad about that guy dying because, you know... (laughs) That's... That was the big service to the community was murdering the wrong person. Or you know, <laughs> can you imagine a serial killer? You know, I think I'm going to target a pedophile today. I feel like doing some community service. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I gotta uh, give yeah. back a right. little bit. Fire you know? up the wood chipper. Yeah. Repent for the other people. <laughs> uh, as Free Thought Project reported at the time, body camera footage from Vincent's arrest reveals the harrowing scene of Halbert attacking Vincent, pointing his gun at him, and threatening to shoot him. The city settled the matter for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Eight hundred and fifty thousand taxpayer dollars. Without a lawsuit being filed. Yeah. Mind you, when it says the city settled the matter for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, this money did not come from the either of these officers. Right. Who is the city? It's the people. Right. <laughs> See, the government is the people. <laughs> and if and if the city didn't have eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars just laying around to to pay this bill, you can bet your babushka that they increased taxes to raise to cover that money. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Howard is now facing multiple charges. His trial is set to begin in November. As law enforcement officers are increasingly held accountable for their actions, this conviction marks a crucial turning point in dismantling the blue wall of silence and fostering transparency within the system. I agree that this is a good thing that for the first time, uh, a cop who did not intervene in another cop being evil uh, you know, has been punished for not yeah, intervening. We need That's, more of We this. need more of that. But I think the way that they're going about it, trying to, trying to pass laws or yeah, even stupid. get these departments to just pass policies, uh, is not going to give us what we desire. Uh, 603-283-6160. Did you have something? No. No. Okay.
Uh, we, I see there's some calls on hold. We'll get to those coming up. Plus, we've got more stories to talk about, including why some activists might need to have amputations. Ooh, sticky situation. Coming up, it's Free Talk Live. Hour number three is next. possible that somebody on the moon or the space station is listening to us right now. It's possible. That is cool. The telephone number is 603-283-6160. We've got some callers on hold. We'll get to you momentarily. In the studio tonight, it's myself, the captain. Steve Classic. And Nikki. Do I have to refer to, now that you you guys got married at the Forkfest or whatever, I have to refer to you as Mr. and Mrs. Roach or Mr. and Mrs. Sunshine? Sunshine. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, before we go on with the rest of the show, uh, Free Talk Live listeners, we are asking you for a favor. As you perhaps already know, Ian Freeman, this show's founder, was recently convicted by a jury of various victimless crimes and is facing up to 20 years in prison. We can argue all day as to if the jury was mistaken, but that's not going to get us anywhere. What will be helpful is for you to write a letter to the Honorable Joseph LaPlante about Ian's character, how he has helped you, how he has helped the community, or, and or why you think he deserves a light sentence. Saying things about yourself that give your opinion weight with government will help, such as uh, if you uh, volunteered or you were in the reserves or in the military or something along those lines would be helpful to mention. Ian, of course, is a selfless man that has always tried to do what he thinks is the right thing. Not the legal thing, the right thing. It would be a tragedy if he had to spend any time in prison at all. We need these letters quickly, so do not put it off. You can send your letter to 63 Emerald Street, number 610, Keene, New Hampshire, 03431. If you didn't get to write all that down, that's okay. All the info you need can be found at letters.freetalklive.com. That's letters.freetalklive.com. All right, let's get to some of your calls and thoughts. Let's go to, I believe this is Adam in Canada. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good evening, gents. Yeah, it was a very pleasure of mine to write a letter for Ian. I don't write many letters, very few in my life, but that one had to be done, and I hope many others follow. Tonight sounded like a great night to call in and talk about policing uh, in a more open mind, more decentralized fashion. I've always had some thoughts kicking around I wanted to share with you tonight. Sure, go ahead. So looking at police as a service, sometimes when I walk by the Toronto Police Service, I think it's a strange choice of words, like, how do I cancel my police service? (laughs) Would I really want to, to be honest? Unsubscribe! Unsubscribe! (laughs) Sorry to see you go. I'll pay it. But no, I wouldn't, really, because we need the cops. I had to call 911 for a guy trapped in an elevator last night screaming like he was having his head sawed off. 
poor Matt, poor guy just had to have some help. But the thing is, we need to maybe instead of voting for uh, politicians and parasites, what if we just started voting for private companies? Like, I imagine a world where people have had enough, don't trust the politicians anymore, cut the middlemen into the loop, and they just start voting for, is it going to be G4, Brinks, Garda World, or the incumbents? <laughs> Most neighborhoods are divided among, you know, districts, or in Canada we call them ridings. You have different flavors of laws in different places, and it works out to the point where people are supposed to be represented differently, but it never works out that way, right? The party all comes to one agreement, right. and the whole country has to do one thing. But if we just voted for police, talk to them and fire them accordingly to, according to how well they adhere to the terms of a contract. If a condominium corporation can get together and decide on a security company, I'm pretty sure a neighborhood could get together and decide on a police company. Absolutely. And this is what uh, I personally have been advocating for, which is uh, abolish the tax-funded version of police. Like, everybody, when, when they hear us talking about abolish the police, they think, oh, but then there won't be anything. No, no, no. We all agree that we need emergency yeah. services, right? Daily we need lives will never go out of style. Right. We need security services, right? We I just want to privatize them all. Exactly. We want to. People say, "Oh, well, what if the bad people get in?" Well, they're already getting in, and if they're not getting into the cops, they're getting into elsewhere. That's a bad people problem. That's a them problem. Right. At least we can find out who they are and deal with it in the way where the people who were supposed to deal with it are accountable to us. Right. And if I hire a, uh, or I get together with, you know, 20 of my neighbors and we hire a security service to, I don't know, patrol our neighborhood. ABC Security. And they do a <laughs> crappy job. Uh, XYZ. Well, we can we can just be like, yeah, your, your contract's over. We're going to hire this other company. You can't. People would argue against that, saying, oh, that's a roadmap to chaos and anarchy. Well, it is anarchy, but it's not chaos. Right. I mean, if the people who are making these kind of decisions can pass a judgment like that, do you think they'd do a worse job? Right. Hey, Adam, I have a question for you, though. Uh, two questions, actually. You're calling from Canada. How are you listening to Free Talk Live? Uh, any way I can right now on Odyssey without giving out my digital fingerprint. It's okay. not easy these days. No worries. And then being you're from Canada, do you have the correct license to be calling the U.S.? Did Trudeau approve <laughs> your your communication with us? Now, when it comes to that, I'm just going to hop over the border and tell you to your face. Come <laughs> <laughs> on over. You're more than welcome here. Uh, Adam, thank you so much for the call. Have a great night. That was great. I like him. Adam's cool. Yeah. Moving right along, uh, let's go to Robert in South Carolina. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live. Yes, I just wanted to suggest to you that in, in Dresden, Germany, the place from which I had moved 18 years ago, um, they have a sy different system. They would go by Roman law, and um, the way it works is if a policeman abuses somebody or does something like that, I, he would get something like three years for, for that kind of a thing um, normally. A, a normal person would, but a policeman would get five years because he's held to a higher standard rather than a lower one, like here in the United States. So he would have to think about that if well, he really wants. If he, I mean, if pretty sure that certainly yeah, that certainly would help, right? If if these folks were held to a higher standard, but the question always remains: who enforces things against the enforcers? It's it's a never-ending. Uh, you know, club that just keeps building upon itself. So if you start forming organizations to uh, enforce 
laws and policies against the organization who enforces laws and policies. Then you have to form another organization to enforce laws and policies against the organization that's enforcing the laws and policies against the organization that's enforcing. You see what I'm saying? It's just a never ending (laughs) spiral. Who watches the watchers? Well, if everybody is free to choose the service provider of their choice in the same way you choose uh, cable television, in the same way you choose what grocery store to visit, if you're free to choose company X to provide your policing services or your emergency services, then when and if they do a poor job, you can go find another company who will do a good job. But because government claims a monopoly on these services, we cannot do that. We have no choice. We are forced to live all under one system. Well, in in Germany, we have comprehensive legal insurance, and you can even get it for a small company. And that way you have the money to appeal to higher and higher courts. And I I studied law in Germany under a phenomenal professor for Strafrecht, which means criminal law. And believe me, if it were to come to him, he would get justice done. He really wouldn't care about corruption. He was not corrupt at all. There's no way he would he would he would bend to to, to corruptive influence. Has there ever been a corrupt uh, politician or policeman in Dresden, Germany? I don't know. I, I I would hope not. I mean, the answer is yes. There has because these are the organization types that attract psychopaths that attract people who want to harm other people, who get off on harming other people. And if you studied law, Robert, you would know that. Thanks for the call. Moving right along, let's go to, let's see, Sarah, are you there? Sarah? Wow, Sarah's this is unusual. Again. Well, she called back and I screened her yeah. to make sure she was there. But That's maybe, weird. Maybe Divine intervention. Maybe she's having phone issues. All right, so speaking of Germany, our next topic is from the dailyo.in never heard of this site Hmm. before activists in germany glued themselves to the road and they might need amputation of hand play stupid games win stupid prizes i I think that they did this they were uh, during the some bicycle race we hate these roads and they were they were protesting oil and, and they glued themselves a... to a bicycle race. Well, let's find Maybe out. they just hate Queen. <laughs> Sorry. Maybe they just hate their hand. Yeah. Imagine losing a hand for a cause. People would remember it for generations. Ugh. And it's already like, don't make this sound noble. In a fresh and daring protest move, climate activists from the last generation, quote unquote, group, in Hamburg and Dusseldorf, managed to infiltrate the runways of local airports and stick themselves firmly in place, resulting in widespread disruptions to flight operations. Although in some time the authorities gained control, the incidents brought flight operations to a grinding halt for a few hours uh, on July 13th. So that was three days ago. Uh, In another viral video from Berlin... Two of the protesters resorted to using a mix of concrete and epoxy resin to affix their hands to the asphalt as a form of protest. Some observers say this could lead to the potential amputation of their hands. It's kind of funny they're the last generation. <laughs> if they keep doing this. Then. Yeah, it's, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, natural, selec- yeah, natural selection. Right. 
Uh, they've got a couple of uh, you know things in here, pictures and whatnot. As the school holidays kicked off in Hamburg, the, quote, last generation, unquote, activists <laughs> decided to take their protest to new heights by gluing themselves to the runway at Hamburg Airport. Their unconventional approach caused several hours of chaos and delay. Not to be outdone, the last generation members in Dusseldorf decided to stick it to the system as well. By cutting through a fence, they gained access to the airport apron and positioned themselves on the access road to the runway. Their disruptive presence caused significant delays, leaving flight operations in disarray. What do they want? Well, the last generation activists justified their over-the-top actions as a response to the government's perceived lack of planning and disregard for laws in addressing the climate crisis. Climate change, climate change. They criticized the increasing number of air passengers and associated emissions, calling for concrete plans. No pun intended. Uh (laughs) I'm glad you got that. (laughs) To achieve the required emission reduction targets, their demand for a societal council to phase out fossil fuel usage by 2030 was reiterated. So what do they want, electric planes? Do they know what they want? Do they really really know what they want? All they know is that they want the law to do something. They're crisis actors. They're they're appealing to authority. They're crying to mommy and daddy. (laughs) They're on the payroll of the World Economic Forum. (laughs) You do something, mommy and daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Got my hands in the cement. Yeah, Um, That's literally what they're doing. Um, Like, if they really, really cared about the climate... They would become uh, a scientist of some sort, right? They would, uh, you know, figure out how to motivate people to make meaningful changes in their lives to achieve their goals without the use of coercion and violence. And don't get me wrong. I am, you know, I try to be very eco-friendly. It's something I'm interested in, but I just don't believe in forcing it. We've on all, other people. We've all seen you know? the teary-eyed Indian standing on the uh, the dump site, right? Yeah. You know, we've all seen these commercials. But here's the thing. Human beings are the problem, not the climate. <laughs> and also, like, so... You have so- to change human behavior. And look at the track record that the law has for changing human behavior. It doesn't have a very good one. <laughs> it's not no, very you good You don't at say. All. Not going to change. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, the very organization that these people are appealing to is the largest polluter on planet Earth. Yeah. Let me say that again. This very organization that these people are appealing to do something, the law, is the largest polluter on planet Earth. Period. Right. How much jet fuel does the U.S. Uh, military use every day? So maybe they should start protesting some of that in less of, you know, the middle class family that just wanted to go on vacation after working really hard all year. What they you know should, what I mean? They should parachute into a uh, an aircraft carrier and try doing that. That would be really cool. That would really yeah. get, get things done. It, it's so amazing <laughs> to me how many people don't realize that the most evil that is committed on planet Earth, is done by the organization type known as government. Whether it's pollution, whether it's murder, whether it's rape, torture, Human whether rights. it's theft, <laughs> yeah, whether it's abuse of physical, mental, any of oh, these things. Oh, well, you just need to get the right guy in office. Oh, oh, is that all? Maybe, I think in that's all. In every office. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Then, well, who is the right guy, Nikki? 
Nobody. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> nobody vote for nobody. Nobody cares about the environment. <laughs> nobody cares about the economy. I this whole thing about it sounds like something out of the Guardian. <laughs> like this, this, this uh, article, it does, <laughs> and maybe it's republished. I don't know. Uh, it's hard to tell. This originally is a, appeared in the Guardian. Yeah, this is a <laughs> a, a rinky dink website that I've never heard of. Um, but it, it still amazes me that most folks don't realize that there's one organization type responsible for most of the bad stuff yeah. on planet Earth. And it's interesting because even people that recognize the atrocities that world governments commit. They're still like, well, you know, they have the Stockholm syndrome. Like, yes, you know, they're abusive and they're stealing from me, this, that, and the other thing. But, you know, we need them for the roads. Or what about public school? What about the hospitals? They can't get over the services or the alleged services that the government provides for them. Yeah. Even though we know we have a solution for every single one of those. Yeah. Yeah. All all government does is um, steal money. From people, take a hefty chunk of it for themselves and all their friends, and then use a little bit of it to provide monopolized products or services. It's like an abusive partner. If if you had a wife that was doing this to you, all your friends would be like, oh, she's, you know, you got to, this is an abusive relationship. You have to leave her. Yeah. But for some reason, the government can do that to like every single person. And it's like, oh well, it's you know, it's fine. It'll be better next time. Yeah, we'll get the next guy. Yeah, next guy. Yeah. The next He'll guy. Change. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Twenty twenty four. It'll all change. Like no, it won't. Battered voters. Yeah. Battered, battered voters. Yeah. Not, so, the, so these uh, who are these? The last millennial, the, 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 last, the last generation. generation? Were they yeah. the same ones who were putting the paint on the Picassos and all that, or gluing? Um, or putting I think that was beans on something. Some, or, I think that was a different one. But they're doing the same thing for but I climate also saw, change. So these and, are the same people, and these are it's a German thing. But they've also, I've seen some videos on Twitter of them sitting in the middle of the road, and it's a truck driver that has probably been dealing with these people for a long time, and he's just so fed up. And you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not encouraging this or saying that it was right, but what happened in the video, truck driver gets out and just clocks the guy in the face. <laughs> he punches him right in the face and then drags him off. And I'll give it to these people. They're pretty dedicated. He, after getting punched in the face and dragged off, he, you Came know, right went back, back. glued himself back. Yeah, well, and I think that's why they're gluing themselves now because people, and I saw a different video of a different area. Maybe it's the same city. I don't know. But it was another group of people sitting there and there was several people that were just coming in the road. They're just probably so sick of them. Like they're trying to go to work or whatever it is. Yeah. And this chick comes over, grabs the other girl by her hair, and drags her off the road by her hair. And again, you know, I'm not condoning the violence, but it seems that, like, the average person in Germany seems to be very fed up with these people. And listen, pissing people off is not going to help your cause. You know, that's not going to help. It's going to make them hate you. And then, no, it doesn't matter, even if they agree with you, they're not going to, you know, they're like, well, now I'm going to start dumping oil into you know the the river right because yeah. you pissed me off so bad so no, right. yeah it's it's not it's not gonna help what if they glued themselves to the autobahn you couldn't stop you <laughs> <laughs> like the get well soon raccoon they they i you know that would stop the whole thing like oh geez no one's stopping anymore to well for and, our cause. They're and, just running us over. And, and the thing I, So I want you and you and you to go out to the Autobahn. Me, I'm going to stay back at the office. 
and monitor social media. <laughs> Why do you get the cushy job? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. He was voted in. I, I would like to point out that what people perceive as uh, the, the utility value of government, that is the, the products or services they claim to provide. The monopoly. Uh, po- police services, right? Uh, in some places, even fire, right? That's, that's government run. It's not volunteer. It's not, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, uh, security services, uh, judicial services, good, record-keeping services. Good right? union jobs. Right? Uh, these things are all just services. Products and services have been and will continue to be provided by other people, not governments. Right? That, that's all they are. So if government gets out of the way, well, what about the roads? What about the charity? What about my welfare? What about the... It's, it'll all be provided if it has value. Also, who are the people that were, you know, they, they typically hire out, they subcontract, right? So, yeah. okay, who was doing it before? Well, just hire those guys without the middleman. Right. Yeah. Without that hefty chunk taken off the top, your community could easily just pool some money together yeah. and fix the roads occasionally when they were needed. What would be great is if you got rid of, like, if you suspended the DOT, Department of Transportation, yes. you give each of these guys their own truck. Yep. Okay. You're all independent contractors. And now you have to bid on paving the roads. Yeah, I'm sure they do and a lot better of a job. And you'll see how fast right. things get done yeah. and how yeah. efficient things are. One of the one of the more well thought out uh, plans for ending statism uh, consisted of a plan where uh, the people who are currently employed by government entities, the roads department or whatever, the DMV or dog the DOT or dog catcher, the parks department or whatever, that. Uh, uh, instead of like liquidating government and firing people and you know all that kind of thing, you're like no, 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 you are now all cooperatively like uh, let's say it's a parks department, they have an office building, you spin right? them off. and you got and you got you know fifteen twenty people employed in this building, whatever it is, maybe some you know equipment too. Well, you guys now just own that. It's up to you to make a business out of it. Right, you have to go out and fundraise yeah. for your parks. Go out and fundraise or figure out a, a business model to yeah. generate revenue or become a nonprofit in, in some right. way, shape, or form. Sell a subscription. Form. Sell a subscription, whatever it is. Just, you're, you're not fired, but if your <laughs> service has value, you got to figure out how to do it on a voluntary basis now. And it should be pretty freaking easy to do if it has value. If it doesn't have any value, then it you're out of business. Yeah, it, it never you know needed to be invented in the first place. Mm-hmm. It was just a matter of bureaucracy creating more bureaucracy for right. the sake of keeping people employed and taking more money from everyone else. Living at the expense of everyone else is something that you should not agree with. You should not allow in your life, and it's something that the state does every day of your life. You are their slave as long as they take from you. It'd be great if you had your tax bill comes and you have, you know, whatever you owe for your house, $10,000 in property taxes. You could say to the town, you know, write it out line item. I want 1000 to go to the police. I want 500 to go to Parks and Rec. I'll, you know, then just see how things come in. Like, add it up like that. 603-283-6160. What are your ideas for what society might look or function like when the state is abolished? Free Talk Live. Final segment is coming up.
We've got Free the, Talk Live Cat Choir <laughs> has returned. The grunge cats have invaded. <laughs> meow, meow, meow. Catastrophic. Meow, 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 meow. Meow, meow. Catastrophic. Catastrophe. Paw, paw, what was it? The paparazzi. These are... They're photographers that only photograph uh, animals that have appeared in film and television. The Paw Paw Razzi. Yeah. There's a competing organization just called the Paw Parazzi. Right. So they're, Captain, li- they're, to, they're licensed to take pictures. I need to ask you something. Oh, have okay. you ever read Willie Nelson's memoir? No. I think you'd like it simply because the entire thing is him telling a story. And then in between, several times, he'll just tell all these jokes, just like one-liners. <laughs> the, the majority of the book is just like pretty much... Distraction. Well, I mean, it's that's... it's pretty much just a list of his favorite jokes, and it's it was pretty <laughs> comical to right read. up my alley. I thought, yeah, it was great. I, I really enjoyed it. The way you prefaced it, though, I was like, oh, this is going to be serious. No. Like, no, it's totally not no. serious at all. Okay. No, it was great. All right. yeah. um, no, but uh, have you seen Tales from the Tour Bus? No. This is a uh, a two season uh, animated program. I think they're they might even be like fifteen or twenty minute episodes. It's a Mike Judge production. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm already there. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. first season is all about outlaw country. Cool. And the second season is all about funk. Yeah, I love it already. I'm there. And what it is is they interview people, uh, not the the stars themselves, but like uh, so the first uh, season is outlaw country. So mm-hmm. they're interviewing like Waylon Jennings' bus driver. Yeah. Right. That's but it's a cartoon. Cool. Yeah, so what they they've uh, sat down and filmed these guys, and then they've done Mike Judge style animation of yeah. these guys gotcha. being interviewed. And so, they use a that's real cool. voice. They uh, well sometimes okay, and sometimes it's Mike Judge doing voices. So like it it kind of depends, but it's really good. Like oh. I wasn't like I'm not really that big a fan of country. I I have respect for outlaw country because. These guys buck the system, right? They they hurl a finger in the yeah. man's general direction. Yeah, right. and they don't so, play it safe. And so I've got respect for those guys. Uh, and so I was like, and eh, it's a Mike Judge production. Yeah. Sure, let's let's give this a shot. I watched it. I was blown away at how good it is. Yeah, yeah. And then the second season was all about funk. Bootsy Collins, <laughs> yeah. and James Brown. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just, and it's not necessarily about the stars. It's about the, bus tra- the, the, bus. The, the, the groupies or the managers or their friends. Or, you What's know, it called? It's called Tales from the Tour Bus. Yep. And where can we find that? I have no idea. Okay. I already pulled it up on YouTube, but there I, I'm sure there can an investigation could be done. Uh, before we go on with the show, I want to say thank you to Jonathan. Jonathan is a silver level amplifier, which means he gives $5 to the AMPS program to help Free Talk Live, that's the show you're listening to now, get on more radio stations. Uh, we're currently on around 180 radio stations at last count. We could be on 200, 250, 300, not out of, out of the question. Uh, it just takes you, really, to help us out. AMPS, A-M-P-S, stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. And you can find out all about the AMPS program over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's amps.freetalklive.com. There you'll find uh, all of the resources you need. You see that uh, we do give you some little benefits here and there for your donation. Uh, you, we only ask for five bucks a month. You can give more. There's different levels of, of donations and that kind of thing. But if you enjoy the message of freedom, peace, prosperity that we bring, uh, if you enjoy the hosts, the co-hosts, the callers, and the topics that we bring up, please consider becoming an amplifier over at amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you again, Jonathan. We appreciate you. 
Uh, let's, uh, is the third time a charm, Sarah? Are you there? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, the third time is a charm. Uh, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, did you hear that uh, That Jessica Simpson was taking Ozambic to get skinny for her job? Oh, That's I'm not the... surprised. I'm not surprised. A, a lot of people are doing that these What's days. What's her job? She's an actress. Oh. Well, isn't she a model? What model? Yeah, model I, you know, I did. I, I don't really get too Simpson? much into uh, celebrity gossip or anything like that. But I did see a picture of her recently, and she looked very, very thin. Previously, well, like early two thousands, she was a she little now? curvy. She must be, you know, in her late forties. I think I'm not oh, sure. Magic but have you have you seen her all chubby? She actually looked like Miss Piggy from. Far away, you've never seen her that like thirty five pounds overweight. I just yeah, but, I remember in the early two thousands that like the tabloids drove like probably like two thousand eight actually. I think that entire year the tabloids drove like it was the you know most hideous a person could look. They were very very hard on her, and I don't think she ever she was curvy, but she's always been a beautiful woman, and I, I don't think there's she was never fat. She was looked healthy. And that's just not allowed in the super toxic celebrity tabloids. Yeah. Nowadays, it's a little different. There was a time when uh, Jessica Simpson was considered, you know, one of the hottest women around. She landed, uh, yeah. she landed the role of Daisy Duke on yeah. the Dukes of Hazard movie yeah. reboot. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that gives you any indication, yeah, uh, and that kind of thing. She is forty two, according to okay. Wikipedia. So, at what was she taking? Yeah, but- what was she taking, Sarah? Yeah, Ozambic, the designer. It was like a diabetic drug. So, yeah, it's supposed so to lower your blood sugar or whatever. And Ozambic? a lot of people are taking. I think it's like an injectable medication too. Yeah, eat pizza. Ozempic, but, uh, yeah. Pizza and, yeah, but Ozempic. And Ozempic. Well, the thing about Ozempic is that the the reason why it's a diabetic medication, well, it was meant to suppress appetite. There, there's that the chemical in it. I mean the so that you don't have any appetite, you don't want to eat. So then, uh, therefore, it lowers your A1C level, the sugar level. Mm-hmm. That sounds pretty safe. Any safe and effective, yeah, right? I... <laughs> well, so that's an off-label people... use. Like you're not supposed to use it for that. But a lot of my sister was telling me about this because she's really big into the whole whatever celebrity thing, and she was telling me that a lot of even the the podcast girls that she listens to. A lot of people are taking it, and I told her it sounds like a terrible idea. How do it's, you know? It sounds. I, I'm just. I'm not familiar with Ozempic. I'm just browsing the internet now, trying to gain some cursory knowledge. It sounds like this is a non-insulin method of lowering your blood sugar. Am I? Yeah, it's kind of like metformin. I think it's a like a similar type of. Medication. How does this help you lose weight? Okay, so you have no appetite. It's an appetite suppressant. So when you stop oh, eating, your okay. blood sugar gets lowered, and also you lose weight because you don't have any. Right, I didn't. I didn't understand that it was an appetite suppressant. Okay. It's just if it lowers your blood sugar, it's really dangerous. I mean, you can die from having low blood sugar. Right. You know, so it just really doesn't seem safe to me in anything. I mean, starving yourself first of all, if you're trying to lose weight, not the way to go. No. Because then when you finally do eat, because you're starving. Uh, your your body hangs on to all of those calories because your body is intelligent in a way where it thinks it's starving. Exactly. So it, I need it, it more wants Cheetos, to, more Cheetos. So you're not going to burn any of the. You know, it's going to try to hold on to as much 
of those nutrients and calories as possible. Uh, so it's just never a good idea. I mean, people just eat healthy, low carb, exercise. There are so many yeah. <laughs> better ways to yeah, the, to lose weight and to be healthy. The, the thing is, is like losing weight is a poor way to say this. What you really want to do is lose fat, right? Yeah, uh, we want to be tone healthy. Up. healthy. Yeah. But it, it's there are some people, um, you know, in that toxic type of diet culture. Where they look at the number on the scale and people get obsessed with that number. I could be, you know, 150 pounds or 130 pounds and I could look, you know, maybe, you know, or I could be the same weight. Maybe this is a better way to say it. I could be the same weight and whether I have muscle or whether I have fat, I'm going to look, you know, if I'm 130 pounds, I could look two very different ways Depending on what my muscle makeup is, right, right, your muscle and muscle weighs more than fat. Exactly, and that's so what I'm saying. So if you have yeah, more muscle so. than fat, you will weigh more. Than, but you'll look smaller. But you will look, yeah, you will look much more yeah. healthy. Um, and it well, actually, you know uh, go ahead, sir. Okay, well, I was going to say that you know the natural for me a natural ap- um, appetite suppressant when I eat less is when I'm on multivitamins. So I'm on vitamin B, get energy vitamin D, and I get take the multivitamins. I have automatic suppression of wanting to eat more. Why is this food? funny, Nikki? Because she she's called sell in. A she's, she's exactly so. She's coming full circle back to her vitamins because oh, she was talking she's about at this the top Wednesday. and everyone else is down here. It's I not a pyramid scheme, right? 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 Well, are I mean, are you trying to pimp your pimp here. your goods here, Sarah? What What are your goods? What are you selling? Well, I'm just talking about not my particular vitamins, but any 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 multivitamins uh, that you get energy from. Did you know that the- um, that most multivitamins are processed by the human body and then, uh, you know, the human body removes them naturally without being digested? It's a very expensive pee, yeah. essentially. Um, so Dang. basically, and what gives you the energy with the multivitamins is all of those B vitamins. But right, I, I right. personally, it, it's a nice way to fill in the gaps, I'd say, but um, like even with my clients, because prenatal vitamins are a huge thing, yeah, yeah. and a lot of those synthetic B vitamins have actually been proven to cause certain birth defects. Um, and I'm yeah. sure they could, you know, a lot of those synthetic vitamins could do some pretty like bad stuff to us too that sure. we don't even know about because it hasn't been studied. What the advice I usually give people is to get, you know, the majority of your nutrients from a whole foods diet. So if you're eating healthy foods, you know, a very abundant in fruits and vegetables and different types of organ meats that are really dense in nutrients, yeah. that is a great way to, you know, like get your your whole like full balanced diet without needing to take expensive supplements or and you know of course sometimes it's good to take certain vitamins and supplements yeah. and you know if you if you can't have a really full abundant diet it's a nice way to fill in the gaps but best is always whole foods uh, and if you're going to take vitamins take vitamins that are made with whole foods and well, iodine yeah well, and iodine and iodine yeah um uh, well, the good quality you know what i mean whatever yes. good quality is well, I mean, but the, the ones that are good quality, you have to pay more money for. Yeah, those not vitamins. always, but they, sometimes. They cost more. Generally speaking, yes, that's true with most things. But my point is, is that multivitamins can be helpful to you. Uh, it's just a question of digestion. Most people pass these pill form uh, or even hard multivitamins without digesting them. Uh, there are people who go to extremes. They will put their vitamins in a coffee grinder mm-hmm. uh, and you know powder them up, if you will. 
uh, so that your body mm. can better absorb them. Or they will buy liquefied vitamins yes. so that your okay. body can absorb it better. So uh, there's a lot of fillers in yeah. vitamins. So when you get those tablets, and even if it's a medication, you know, if you're your Lexapro or whatever medication you're taking. Your Ozempic. There's your, your Ozempic. <laughs> yeah. I think that might be an injectable one, actually. Oh, okay. But I, I'm not positive yep. on that. Um but a lot of what's in those tablets is fillers, and it's really hard for your body to process it um, and, and break all that stuff down. So it is always best to do like tinctures and, you know, liquefied type of stuff, or just your body processes food yeah. really well, typically. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, designed to do that. Yeah. Designed up, to do that. Up, up your intake of things like, oh, I don't know, broccoli. Broccoli. And, uh, Kale. I mean, beef liver, too. Like I liver. always tell people, people that have. Um, Low iron, you know, taking the hemoplex and all those, the tablets full of fillers, your body can't even process that. If you just, you know, break some um, beef liver capsules up into a smoothie, yep. that I, I've seen that drastically increase people's iron quickly, mm-hmm. too, because your body knows how to process real foods. It can't process all of the artificial crap. It just doesn't even know how to. Yeah. Cook it a cast iron skillet. Yeah. Don't get your iron. I just wanted to talk, mention something about Ozambic. They have the generic Ozambic. And they're putting, scaring people that the you have to use the designer, the original Ozambic, or the OG the, it's going to kill you. Uh, and, and that's definitely a scare that the the company is putting out because they want to make the money. So, Sarah, I want to know, gene- do you uh, support people taking Ozempic for, for diet weight loss reasons? Do I support it? I, you know something. I, I wish I knew more about it. I don't know what the uh, the a- actual chemical active ingredient if it's naturally based or Probably is it chemically not. made. I, I I really don't know too much about it. Mm, but that's it's honest. A, if they have a same, if they have the generic ingredient exactly the same, maybe one percent different. Why? What? They're better off taking that. Why are they scaring them? Just because they want to make money off their copyright. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's pretty yeah. solid advice, typically. You know, if you go into the drugstore and you're looking for Tylenol, just get the acetaminophen. It has the same exact uh, active ingredient. Hey, Sarah, thank you for the call tonight. We appreciate you. Let's move on to this unscreened caller. You're Hello. on Free Talk Live. What is your name, please? Hello. Hey, this is Tony in Chattanooga. Hey, Tony. Thank you for taking my call. You're on I the air. What's on your mind? I don't know anything about the Ozempic thing, but I do know about low blood sugar. I have hypoglycemia, which is a low a low blood sugar. And if you mess with this, I've got a warning for them people that are using Ozempic to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Whenever your blood sugar drops, it doesn't matter where you are or what you're doing, you will go out. Mm-hmm. You will just pass right out. So it's quite dangerous. Yeah, and that that is a, a very important warning. I've had to take care of patients that, you know, I wake them up in the morning to whatever given meds or whatever I'm doing, and if they're having a hypoglycemic episode, it's it's really scary and it's you got to act quickly to either and if they're passed out, then you know you have to give them, you know, uh sugar IV. But, you know, if they're kind of close, you just basically feed them something that's really, you know, sugary. Usually we'll have like tablets or something. But, yeah, it can be really scary. And I don't think people should be messing with this, you know. I, I completely agree. I have to keep my blood sugar up through my diet and mm-hmm. and just just eat right. And you'll either gain weight or lose weight. One, 
whatever you want to do. Just eat right, I guess, is yeah. what I'm trying to tell folks. That's a good point for you to make, Tony. And a lot of people feel like, uh, you know, who are overweight, feel like, oh, in order for me to, to lose this fat, I need to uh, starve myself and act, no, that they actually think I need to exercise. I need to work out like a madman and also starve myself. I need to eat foods I don't like. I need to eat stuff I don't enjoy. Uh, Diet that, soda. That That's not true. <laughs> uh, in fact, most of weight loss is changing your diet. Mm-hmm. You cannot exercise. I I mean, I've done this, so I'm. this is anecdotal, but uh, I actually became more sedentary, but I started eating keto and I dropped 30 pounds. Yeah. And I think that it's important for people to come at it from a healthy perspective, like mentally healthy perspective, because when you come at it so negatively, like, oh, this is going to be terrible. I'm going to have to eat all these foods I don't like. It's not um, something that you can withhold, like withstand for a long time, you yeah. know? So people, it's well, it's better to make those long-lasting lifestyle changes yeah. versus just fad diets, you know. Well, and I made the the decision specifically to stay away from anything that sort of faked to be another food, right? So mm-hmm. you've got all these things like uh, keto is a big yeah, word right. in the in the food industry right now. Everything's keto friendly or keto this, keto that, and like. Oh, look, look here, it's keto bread. I'm sorry, no, you're not going to eat keto bread and lose weight, right? It it might be better for you if you're on the keto diet and somebody's offering you the alternative to like a hamburger than to use keto bread. That's that's fine if you're out and about or whatever, but that's, that should not be what you make your sandwiches out mm-hmm. of every day. You just drop the bread. Keto is just reducing carbs. That's all it is. It's no potatoes. It's no rice. It's uh, what, it's what else white white food. Sugar, yeah, no flour. Flour, right? Yeah, yeah. it's it's all rice, the white. No pasta. No right? pasta. Th- that, that's basically it. So instead of eating foods that are trying to be another food, I just decided that I'm just going to eat naturally occurring foods. Yeah, so real I'm eating food. meat and vegetables. Not even in that order. I'm I'm heavy on the vegetables now. A large portion of my diet now is broccoli. I'll eat like a whole head of broccoli by myself. <laughs> Right. Uh, and it's not in a big butter. deal anymore. And people are like, oh, well, doesn't it give you gas? Well, it did for like maybe the first couple of weeks, but then my body adjusted to it. And now it doesn't. It's like, oh, this is what I'm getting every day. Oh, I know how to handle this now. And so I stopped what? getting gas from broccoli. It's weird. Well, remember, we heard a guy say one time, follow the science. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tony, thank you for the call. Yeah. We appreciate you. Um, you know, I am not the healthiest person on planet Earth, no? but I, I can on. I can only tell you what my experience has been, uh, and that is that I, I felt a lot better mm-hmm. once I made those adjustments. Uh, yes. I still cheat, right? Uh, I've targeted a couple of times a year. Uh, Porkfest and Forkfest is one of them, and then again around the holidays, right? Uh, Thanksgiving through New Year's, right? Those are the two times a year when I kind of go off diet, eat stuff I, but, you know, I I'll mean, eat a piece a little, of pizza, right? right? I'll yeah, eat but I saw you again. turn off, um, a, what was it, cornbread or something? So it seems like yeah. even like based on what I've seen, you kind of still stick to it for the most part. But it, but it seems like that's genuinely what you like to eat, so it makes it easy. If you're forcing yeah. yourself, if it's like miserable every day to eat your meals yeah it's typically good advice to like have fun with your life and enjoy (laughs) what you're doing you know if you're if you're doing something that you don't like then stop doing it well some people don't adjust to it either right you have to you have to explore and determine right this is a, a big part of like the first i don't know six months of changing your diet is you got to figure out what you do enjoy to eat that fits within 
your diet plan. So if you're doing a no-carb or low-carb diet, uh, okay, well, what do I like? Well, I really like vegetables, right? Uh, not a lot of them, but and mostly the, the earthy, starchy ones. So I really like carrots. Mm-hmm. Um, I like corn, like corn on the cob specifically, sweet corn I love. Can't have a lot of that on keto. Can't have Carrots you can have, but not a lot. Uh, but broccoli, cauliflower, I love both of those, and you can have as much of that as you can eat mm-hmm. on any given day. Um, and like some people will be like, oh, well, I can, I'll just eat bacon all the time. No, you can't just eat bacon. You well, can't, I did. You can't. <laughs> You can't just eat like a pound of bacon every day and expect to be healthy and lose weight. You might see some weight loss as a result of yeah, eating. Yeah, before you go into but, cardiac arrest. Yeah, but but your your diet should like I found out your diet should be uh you know sixty percent vegetables, forty percent meat, or something like that. You got to weigh heavy on the vegetable side if you're going to do this thing and expect to drop fat. See, right? my big beef with haha, no pun intended. It, it is my- difficult to do. It's a nice pun. Yeah. Nice Thank point. You. It's a good point. My yeah. beef with uh, keto is that you're making me look good here. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're kind of critical, and I know you're supposed to be into ketosis, so there's science behind why they're saying this. Yeah. But what's up with the the fruit hate? I'm a fruit girl, so uh, it, you know it kind of offends me a little bit. Keto keto does limit you, or uh, you yeah. know, tell you basically to don't eat fruit because of it's the sugar. the glucose. Yeah, right. so it's still sugar. The reason that that you're going no carb or low carb is because your body converts those carbs into sugar. Starch turns yeah. to sugar. Starch turns to sugar. So and fruits are very high. Fruits in are, are very yes. high in well. Fruits, but it's different, though. It's a di- it's the complex carbohydrates. Yes, fruits you know? are better for you to eat. So if you're on the keto diet and you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm torturing myself. Well, you need to make some changes to yeah. your diet. And if you're going to, like, sort of veer off the path, uh, you know, eating an apple, mm-hmm. you know, once a week isn't going to take you out of ketosis. Right. Or you could still enjoy that. So. I wouldn't say there's hate for it, but it's because of the glucose, the sugar. Yeah, exactly. That's that's no, why I understand there's the that, fruit but I still uh, there's not a whole lot. I of can't fruits. get down with that. Sorry. There's not a whole lot of fruits that are low in glucose or in sugar. Yeah, uh, avocados are the exception. Hmm. Right? I'm just picturing Angie, our producer over there, just like going, "Let me in, let me in, let me in." T- I tomatoes, talk. <laughs> You're right? Yeah, tomatoes are a fruit, and they're down. another exception. Are, yeah. You can have tomatoes on the keto. You shouldn't be eating a tomato-based diet on keto, right? A tomato-based diet. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's pizza sauce, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the other thing I found out is uh, uh, peas. Peas are starchy, heavy in mm. starch. Can't eat a lot of them. I don't like peas, um, so, so like, that's fine. So if you're buying like... Like sometimes you gotta you gotta make do with what you got. Sometimes yeah. you're poor. You're like, all I can afford is the big frozen bag of mixed vegetables. Which well, is yeah, okay. all the worst vegetables it's, yeah, that they you put know. in there. Um, there's also some um, like some versions of keto will allow like uh, lima beans, pinto beans, uh, you know that kind of thing, baked beans. Yeah. Some versions don't allow it because those are also very starchy vegetables. So. Uh, in my opinion, at least for me anyway, uh, avoiding the starchy vegetables and the fruits uh, has been the way to go for me. I have a slow metabolism anyway, so what worked out for me was marrying keto with what's called OMAD, or yeah. intermittent fasting. Right, One meal a day. One meal a day, O-M-A-D, one right. meal a day. Yeah, I was, a day. Doing, I was a one mealer. 
And what all that means, it doesn't mean like you eat breakfast and that's it. You don't eat for that. No, it just means you set yourself like a four or five hour window and you eat during that four or five hour window. If you want to eat like a small meal at the beginning of that window and a small meal at the end, feel free to do so. But just make sure you limit yourself to that time frame window. And all of a sudden, the, the fat starts melting away. Hey, let's go and get some ice cream. <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, we are out of time. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you, Steve. Thank, Thank you to you. all Thanks, of Captain. our callers and our listeners. If we didn't get to your call, feel free to call another time. This has been Free Talk Live. Thanks and peace. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Warden. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com